This week's episode of Across the Park is brought to you by our good friends over at Property Lane. Property Lane is committed to providing an affordable and professional way to sell your Northwest home for as little as £99. No commission, open 24-7, real estate agents. Moving home made simple. Find them online at www.property-lane.co.uk. Across the Park is a Merseyside-born football podcast produced by Three Blues and Three Reds. Each week we get together to discuss the goings-on at both Everton and Liverpool football clubs, combining balanced debates with some light-hearted banter. To learn more about us and the podcast, please visit www.acrosstheparkpodcast.co.uk or on social media, Facebook, Across the Park, YouTube, Across the Park, and Instagram and Twitter is Across the Park PC. Hello and welcome to this week's Across the Park. Myself, Millsy and Judge of the Two Blues. We've got Terry, Gary and Phil, the Three Reds. We, as always, appreciate you taking some time out to listen to us. Judge, we'll start with the, the Blues this week. I was yes, I was a little bit um, more despondent than you. We had a little chat after the game, didn't we? I haven't calmed down, I admit. I'm still still fuming with it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sick to death of the style of football now, which has crept in since the derby, which has been slow. It's been yeah, sideways. I'd it's been even our fullbacks seem to be sort of not, not up and down. They sort of stay stay in one position. Evidence in the second goal where Seamus Coleman was so far off the pitch. Hmm. We were exposed. What are your thoughts on it? Don't get me wrong, Millsy. I'm as I'm as frustrated and, and disappointed and, and angry as well as you are with, with the, the run of form. I, I just think that I'm I'm trying to <coughs> to look at it and, and when when I'm when you're half frustrated it, it's it's mainly because you're thinking, Why isn't he done this? Hmm. Why hasn't he done that? I'm I'm looking and I'm, I'm scratching my head myself, thinking what can he have possibly done. Um, to be fair, I spoke to one of our mates before we came on air, Dave, and and, and we having a, we were having a good chat. Um, he was going to try and get in tonight for the podcast to be fair, but he couldn't make it. And he was saying about he would have went and played, you know, with three at the back and, yeah. and pretty pretty much set up the same way as we did against Burnley. And yeah. the more I thought about it, I thought he maybe has a point. But then I kept on going back to him and asking him the same question. Was of our players have, have played or or followed instructions as required and, and had the confidence to carry out a game plan. I don't think at the moment we're looking round individuals, I couldn't really pick a good performance out of any of them. So as much as people are criticizing the manager and criticizing the style of play, I think he's got to stay consistent with the way he wants them to play it. But if they're not playing if they're not confident, you don't play at a high intensity. You don't play with speed and, and tempo and intensity, which is what they were doing at the start of the year. You kind of play more you know, you you're more um what's the word? Guarded with your approach and you you, you don't hesitant. Yeah, hesitant and, and that that for me, if you watch the first twenty five minutes where we had sixty odd percent of the possession it was slow and it was across mm. the back four and if there was a chance to play forward, they didn't take that chance. A few people said to me, why isn't he telling us to, or telling the players to get the ball forwards earlier? Watch how many times Pickford went like that and pushed the players up the pitch yeah. on Saturday. Pickford was looking Don't tell him, yeah. me that he weren't told get the ball forwards early. Don't tell me that the centre-backs weren't told to do that because Keane's done it about three or four times in the first 20 minutes where he popped it in first time. He's not good enough to play forwards, by the way, but he's tried to do it. Mm. Again, I'm going I'm to point the finger at our playmaker and the player who we're expecting and is good enough to play forwards, and that's Andre Gomez. Mm. Now, I can't see 
from the angle and I'm watching the game, what Andre Gomez can see when he picks the ball up. But if you're telling me he can't pick out one of those five players or try and pick them out once every five passes, we've got the wrong player playing there. Well, I remember watching the game on Saturday and I think you actually said this to me, we've seen the, the worst and best of Gomez in one moment where he turned him. from the hard part and then he put us under. He didn't do it again. He lost the ball and thought, that's me done. I'm well, not going to try another What you're ball. trying to describe there, anyone who, who've watched the game back or was at the game was a scene, it got thrown in from the right-hand side, I think it was from Coleman. It was a difficult ball to receive when he took it on his chest and spun away Lost from the midfielder, yeah. completely left him for dead. And you could see, as soon as he's rushed his pass, mm. and I think it was a message from the manager's head going, you've got to play forwards quickly. Mm. He's tried to lash the ball forwards quickly and shanked it. Mm. And I thought, you know what? I'm not, I'm not sure if he's quite as good as we, we've... Can- you he, know, he didn't do anything like that again all game. He got hooked on the 55 yeah, minutes because all, passes, all his passes were sideways, yeah. And, and you know what? It, it's not... Not a case of saying I told you so, but I think when I made that statement last week and I ended up having to write an article about it over the you know before the game, I think people were going, "What are you on about, Silva? You know, Gomez is the best." Pl-. I'm not saying Gomez isn't a top player. I just think that the way he's playing is not is not symmetrical with the way that Silva wants is 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 you know quarterback if you like mm-hmm. to play. You know, we looked. We we spoke about on last last week's show, and I got criticised by one of the listeners for comparing him to Schneiderlin. I wasn't comparing his mannerisms or his capabilities or anything with Schneiderlin. I was I was criticising the way that he's been playing, and and the tempo he's been playing at. Mm. And you know, if that's a confidence thing, look, it's a confidence thing. I'm just saying. Well, we know he's a confidence player because when he signed for us, he yeah. touched upon his time at Barcelona, and, right. and he said he was depressed and stuff because it didn't go right there. His mindset was gone, and he needed to get away. I think me and you said it jokingly. What are you, what's he going to do when the Gladys Street get on his back for kicking yeah. it out for a throw-in? I don't want to yeah. throw you under the bus. I said this last week. Um, does anyone know how long he was at Barca for? I think it was eight eight months. Eight, it? Yeah, okay, eighteen so months. So, two so he's not a product of their youth. System. No, he's Valencia. He was Valencia. Oh, okay. He was okay. a. He was a. He was Valencia's captain. He was the main man of Valencia. They paid big money for him. Yeah, didn't they, they played. I was going to say the bar, You brought up playing for Barcelona in midfield, the whole midfield. You play short passes all you, day there. Don't no, you and you do in Spain, regardless yeah. of who you play for. If you play for any of those top ten sides, I mean, the, the, the bottom half sides tend to play more counter attacking football. But all your Valencias yeah. and your Villarreal's and all those sides that have got that typical Spanish attacker ish. Yeah, and and it is the way they play. And and look at. Yeah. He was earmarked to replace Iniesta, wasn't he? That's why they got mm. him in to slowly sort of take over from Iniesta. When you play in that style, I think when he did play, he, he flopped basically at Barca. When you play in that style of football, though, you need eleven men on the pitch all doing that. You can't be the only one doing that, or you're rubbish. Well, uh, the, the, the other thing is as well when he plays at Barca, or even if he plays at Valencia. I'm pretty sure when he popped it off to the centre back, it was because he created a little bit of room for the centre back to step out and play. Neither of our centre backs with all due respect, are good enough to do that. He played on Saturday. Zuma's got the willingness to do it. And at times, he charges out the back, doesn't he? But then mm. he kind of panics and then goes and turns and plays yeah. it backwards or he'll just lose the ball. So, you know, he's not surrounded. And we've spoke about, about Guy as well before. He's not surrounded with other players who are going to take that responsibi- responsibility off him. But I think at this current moment in time, it's a very, very difficult situation for Silva to handle in the sense that Teddy spoke about it as well. If he throws his principles out the window and start saying, this is the way we're going to play now, the players start losing belief in the whole project. Yeah, but Martinez did that a few times. Martinez was the king of his, of his own beliefs. He, he, he constantly drilled it in this is how you play. I remember he had a, a bad spell and we had, we had a derby at Goodison. I think it was nil-nil. And he went like five at the back with one in front and he got that nil-nil because he, he was smart enough to know, right, if we don't get beat here, yeah, they're going to enjoy it more than what Liverpool fans are going to do. We'll get that point and we'll go to the next week. He's done that and at, even Chelsea, he Silver's done at Chelsea, though. 
Now, still, he played, he played the four-two-three-one like he always does, or the no, four-three-three. But he still he's plays a lot deeper. We we surrender possession a lot more than we did in other games. And again, to be fair, this was another point that Dave said. Well, why didn't he go and play the way he plays against Chelsea? My immediate response to that was, <coughs> what happens? What type of reaction does Silva get if we go to Southampton play like that and he still get beat? Up, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, that's that, that's you know you're saying there, Millsy. Like you can change and stuff. When it comes off, you get away with it. Hmm. You know, if it doesn't. That's where you can get lost, you know, in mm. them sort of switching things and trying different things. It's like Rogers done it for us, didn't he? You know, we we were flying, then we hit a bad patch, and then he went three at the back. Yeah, that three won. four three, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we only lost two games then to the end of yeah. the season. Um, I think good managers not only have to, but they can change you know, they, and they be flexible. They can, but over a period of time, Mills, you, 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 if you're a manager, you just come in and, and mm. you're trying to embed your philosophies and your way of playing and your principles to your players. Over a period of time, if you start getting results, and maybe if you have a bit of a, a, a wobble, you can do that because you play the players are like you know what we've seen that we can go on a run of winning seven, eight, nine games on the bounce. We know this manager, we know what he's doing. Like Teddy was alluding to when Rodgers went to that mm. three, you know, um, the three at the three four three, and the players were like, yeah, we're having him. We know we've got the players to play like that. Fine, but we haven't had that rich vein of form. We haven't beat any top sides to justify. That, you know, I, the don't, got I, that I don't think I don't think the manager loses faith in. You can change your formation and your style without changing your philosophy, can't you? You can still be like, we want to pass quickly, we want to get forward, and we want to do that. But we're yeah, but but what I'm trying to say, Phil, is that no matter what formation he plays at the moment, yeah. the players haven't got the confidence to execute his philosophy and his style of play yeah. because it requires quick. Fast, you know, we've seen it class against the ball against Bournemouth in the last game where at home where it was slow. We weren't getting through because if you play tiki-taka football, or if you're just going to call it that, or if you play possession-based football and you do it slowly, Premier League teams will have that all day. They yeah. just sit in front of you and go, go on, what have you got to break us down? It's got to be quick and it's, it's got to be you know, one and two touch. What yeah. you're saying there though, Judge, I tell you, what you're saying there about over time, you can change it. Is it not the opposite? Is it not right? It's teething problems. We'll, we'll go back a little bit here and then we'll, then we'll try it again. Is it not, you're not looking at it that way? Well, he did do that to a certain degree on Saturday in the sense that I, I criticised him or criticised Pickford or whoever it was in the last episode by saying, look, you've got to realise that if you're playing against the team that's pressing you quite high mm -hmm. and your centre-backs aren't quite good enough to play out, that more often than not, you're going to have to play long just to get us higher up the pitch and so we can have a good possession in, in a decent area of the pitch. He'd done that quite a lot of times on Saturday. So that was almost a step in the right direction. I firmly believe by the amount of forward balls that were played towards Richarlison that we were trying to play forwards earlier, certain players were not having that. He looks lost up there now, Richarlison. He, does, he, does. he looks absolutely lost. playing against it two worked. strapping centre-backs. It, centre -back, it worked for a short period where he was like the unknown Teams didn't know how to deal with him, and he was in a rich vein of form. He was confident. He's lost all that now. He's, well, lost, he's the, lost his form and his confidence. Do you, do you see one of, the, one of the best moves we had in the first half of the game, which which was um, it was like one and two touch football. Luckman's shot got blocked. Yeah, just what was been a brilliant goal. Yeah. But that's the only way he, Richarlison can be effective in that role when he when he receives a ball from between ten and fifteen yards away to his feet on the half turn where he can then go and link up with players. All the balls that were coming into him from 35, 40, 50 yards away. We said before, the or we said in last week's episode, it wouldn't have been a bad game to, to start with Calvert-Lewin. Mm. I think that, that looked the case after half an hour, didn't it? He, he made a bit of a difference, Calvert-Lewin, when he came on, if, if only just for a presence and sort of an outlet. Yeah. And you saw, saw Bernard crept more in. He's, I'm, I'm going to play off this guy, yeah, opposed yeah. to, yeah, I can't play off Richarlison because it's bouncing off him and he doesn't know how to how to trap a ball with his back to goal. He's more put it in front of him and he's, he's dangerous that way. I don't think this, sorry, this group of players can play the style of football 
that Marco Silva wants them to I th- play. I think you're right. I think you're right, and that, and <coughs> that's what that's why I'm saying. I, I'm reluctant to go and you know go hell for leather and, and criticise the manager because I, I don't think they're incapable of playing it because they have shows in games and glimpses they're playing it. I just think he needs to be more tempered in his approach, and he needs to be very detailed and specific game by game. You can't just go, right, we're going again, we're going again, same 4-2-3-1. I think the way he did it at Burnley where he played three at the back and we played two number 10s in Bernard and Sigurdsson, it was very mm. effective. I think he needs to have three different ways of playing and that needs to be shuffled game yeah. on game based on the opposition. I think he tried to roll the second half against Bournemouth directly into the game against Southampton thinking that was going to work and it clearly didn't. Yeah, but I mean, <coughs> what, I'm, what I'm hearing here is... Confidence, confidence mm. seems to our players got yeah. no confidence. Charleston's got no confidence. Maybe it isn't about asking the manager to come up with different formations and different ways of playing and different patterns. It's something he's got to get them players sort of motivated and, and you know what I mean, believing. And I don't necessarily know whether that's down to formation shifts or you know, is there another way or another? Uh, he needs another feather. Another to element, there's always yeah. another way. A manager has got to have different plans for different mm. games. Now my gripe here with Silver is he doesn't seem to have another plan. Yeah, he may he might go three at the back sometimes, but it's all to the same midfielders in front who are being told to play the same way. If look right and look left, or give it to Pickford, you will put it over. Right, just on that, Millsy. Then, which of our midfielders that you're talking about there do you think's capable of playing a different way? I think Andre Gomez can play where Garner plays. I think he could play there. So do you think? Do you, well on the basis of the last three games, which have been the most concerning, if yeah. you like. Do you think Gomez has shown that he's got several ways of playing? Because I don't. Look, I'm, I'm, again, I'm not having a no, go. I, I, I can I'm see not your point. A go at Gomez. I, I'm not saying that I have what I've seen of Gomez in the Everton shirt. He can play that. What I've seen of Gomez in general, I think he's got it in him to be able to, to play that role because sometimes Garner goes in front and you go hunting and Gomez will sit there and he'll be that six and albeit he'll swap back and he'll go back in front. I'd like to see Gomez there with two energetic midfielders in front, energetic midfielders who can intertwine and know how to play a one-two and find a striker and then get into the box. Gilfie Sigerson's very good at finding a pass. He's terrible at charging into the box. His goal on Saturday came from he took five steps back from our own set-piece. We need someone with the with the the drive and the vision to be able to get into the box, support our strikers, and then someone behind him to find them players as well. We haven't got no one like that. I think the the play you're describing doesn't even fit into a a, a Marco Silva team. I don't even think it fits into a system. I know what you're saying, like a a, a dynamic Lampard, even yeah, in know. his early days, maybe. But even in his early days, like a McCarthy used to drive into the mm. area and stuff like that. But I don't. McCarthy's still there. What he is, play? I know, I know. But you know, like someone who, who got, I think you're saying, what like if you play Gomez dynamic. there? Gomez and that that's type what of I've position. said. If you, no, I don't think Gomez can play that advanced. I, I'd like to see him sort of say, right, I'm here to. Put not only Gomez, the Brazilian. Who's the Brazilian? Bernard. Bernard, Bernard, Bernard. Sorry, yeah. Well, there's, there's, been, Bernard there's been there's been there's been whispers, hasn't there, that he might. Well, Bernard played with Gilfie Sigurdsson as a two prong ten. I feel like there was two number tens behind Calvert Lewin at Burnley in. Well, arguably, arguably was one of our more penetrative, you know, attacking displays. Obviously, mm. with Charleston come off the bench in that one. Now, I think I think there's legs in that. I personally don't think that Bernard can play on his own as an, as a number ten. And I also am certain now that Gilfie Sigurdsson, just because of all the stuff we've spoke about, and again, if anyone hasn't seen my article on our site, if you go click on, if you go to across the park UK and click read, yeah. it's the Gilfie Sigurdsson article. <coughs> I don't believe with the players we've got in the sides. We can get him on the on the ball in the positions we need to, and I also don't think that because we haven't got a striker, that he's ever going to be at the moment effective in that yeah. position on his own. If we had two players, however, who were both kinds of rotating because 
it's never going to be the fact that Sigurdsson's going to go beyond Richarlison, Richarlison's going to drop in the way that Firmino does for you. Mm. Now, if you play Bernard and Sigurdsson in there, they might find a bit more space by, you know, rotating with each other. In that case, though, Mills, you don't play wingers. You've got to play wing, wing backs, full yeah. wing backs yeah. which by all accounts is what we looked like we were playing anyway on Saturday, wasn't it? Wing backs, and it, it does often look like that. I think the floor in that system that you touched upon there is, is the striker, obviously, but the floor as well in the system is Seamus Coleman's form. I mean, it would work if you had a, like a Wamba Sakara Palace who's mm. up and down, or like a Seamus Coleman of two years ago, Nathan Klein, of, Nathaniel Klein, sorry, four or five years ago, someone who can get up and down like that. Now, Cole, Coleman's struggling. Isn't that, that Kenny's that, strength? Look, yeah, Kenny's got the energy, but I mean, you know, me and Judge have debated this in the past. He, he might not have the, the technical ability to sort of nail down that. He'll certainly <coughs> give you a lot more energy than what Coleman's giving you, but the basics like trapping the ball and, and, and you know putting the ball back in plays he's not combining the with people and stuff like that which again if you, you are the only wire player out there you need to have the quality to go and beat a man mm. we know that Dinier's got that you need to have the quality to beat a man cross it and even shoot from outside the area if you're required to Dinier shows all and things because our players not fitting a 4-4-2 and just sort of say look we'll have two wingers with two full backs and we'll have a Where's striker it? and a number 10 like KO is the second striker you've got to play Carvaloon and you've got to play Sigurdsson advanced I think it makes us even more rigid and, and even less... It's a, it's a different style more, of football. Even more predictable. It's very rare these days to see it, isn't it? It's like it's, it's on, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's on, it only actually happens when you've got two very good forwards that are brilliant in the box and you literally, like, they complement each other. So if you get the ball into it, it, them early, they'll combine. We ended Calvert four Lewin, four two on Saturday, didn't we? We ended in a four four two. Sigurdsson yeah. and, and Calvert Lewin are going to combine and, and take defences apart. Are they York Back and the Cole style? Large strikers. Well, it? not even that. Like remember <laughs> Dwight York and yeah. Andy Cole, they were ridiculous, but then they were just so good together. Like yeah. Collymore and Fowler as a as a as a pair is like that. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that they're going to be Collymore and Fowler or York and Cole. I'm saying it's obvious that we're not going to sign no one in this window now. So what we've got is what gets us through till May. But my opinion now, this system is not working. So you've got to change it. Go with a striker and four, get, four, Gil- not get Gilfie Sigurdsson right around him. Put two midfielders behind him, but two wingers. Try that. Well, why? Why? Why would that be Calvert Lewin rather than Tosin? He Lewin, apparently thrives on crosses. Calvert Lewin's got more energy, more about him. He'll work harder for the team in that striker role. Tosin will sort of want the ball to the byline and cross to him, or he can he can go and be the battering ram as long as a but wing that, that's cuts exactly aside. What you want if you're playing a four four two, though, isn't it? You're asking wingers to get to the byline and throw no, the ball. Not, not with a number ten playing off a four four two or a four four one one. If you want the way Tim Cale used to play forever, he'd, he'd mm. play off off a. Yakubu, or you play off an Andy Johnson or something, mm. and the ball would go into the box, and there'd be danger, and he'd be like, "Right, I'm, I'm on the periphery, here waiting for it. That striker's going to cause a nuisance." And we've got Osman and Arteta either side who are playing as the wingers, and now we've got a midfielder behind me as well who's, who's going to give it to me. I think it's, I think it's worth, a, worth a try because, like I've said, I don't want to repeat myself, but it's not working now, and it can't stay like this until. Personally, May. if I was going to do that, <coughs> I wouldn't necessarily. I know what you're getting at. Personally, if I was going to do that, I wouldn't necessarily go with a four-four-two. I, I would I, I would be leaning more towards playing three at the back so we can have an extra <coughs> player in that final mm. third because our fullbacks <coughs> are playing high anyway. It's a it's a feature of Silver's play. It's a feature mm. of the way do you want to have someone hugging the touchline and being an advanced wide option all the time. Now, the issue with our wingers in Gomez and and even in Luckman, they don't hug the touchline, so they come inside the pitch a lot. So why not just play three at the back? Two, two, two full-backs, so you've obviously got Coleman and, and Dinier now, I know we, we spoke about Coleman. Um, Guy and, Guy and uh, Gomez, where they are now, and just play Sigurdsson and you know Bernard, or, or a Sigurdsson and a Luckman, or even a Luckman and a Bernard off, off a main striker. Which has got to be Richarlison. 
which which because mm. you've got you've got to fit him in because he's such yeah. a danger. He's in a bad patch of form, but he's, he's such a danger still. We've, we've got an extra player in there anyway, though. So if whether Sigurdsson dropped out or or if Bernard dropped out or Luckman dropped out, Richarlison, Richarlison can play behind the four. Richard, if you think about that Burnley game where we played Bernard and Sigurdsson, mm. why not play Richarlison Bernard behind? Um, Calvert Lewin and play Sigurdsson deeper with Gomez and with Guy. Do you think Richardson can play central like that, like a creator? I think he's better with the ball in front of him. He's running that team. Yeah, he's Richardson. I think he's better. He put the ball in front and he's running. Uh, we've seen you, you say that, but he's been playing up front and, and that hasn't been the case, has he? Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's well, that's coincided with a bit of a drop in form as well, though, isn't it? Mm. So maybe it doesn't suit him. But speaking about all this, I mean, just looking at your games that you've got coming up, can you actually see Silver? Attempting any of these sort of changes, given Huddersfield's a good chance to get some points on the board, you'd, you'd hope. And then you've got Wolves and Wofford, who ostensibly they're the teams that use it. Do you know what he'll do? And it's proper Everton. He'll go 5 4 1 against City and we'll get a draw. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he'll do. Yeah, but Huddersfield <laughs> at the end of the month, again, not, not, not to just keep um, harping on it, the same thing again, but. The, the ba- they're very similar to Burnley, aren't they, in the sense that the, the way they play and the way they try and play. I mean, I know they've just got a new <coughs> manager in today, and again, that's typical of us to be playing a team that's the new, the new a new manager it, yeah. who will have two weeks now to prepare for the game, pretty much, because they've got no FA... They're not in the FA Cup, are no, they? No. So again, he's got plenty of time to prepare his team, but I'd, I'd almost be disappointed that he didn't if he didn't try and shuffle it and, and, and play a five... I'm, I'm struggling with the idea of a 4-4-2, although, although I, I agree something needs to change, but... I'd be surprised if he didn't go with five or three at the back or whatever, and then it's just a combination of how you. For me, you just got to go play the most confident, the players who are most confident in in executing the game plan. Yeah. And if that means that you know Sigurdsson needs to come out, or I don't, I don't think at this stage it matters. I think it it is more important for the long term that he still tries to play in his image. Mm. Now I know people might not be buying to that, but if you think about the games earlier in the season, even when we didn't pick up points. Where we enjoyed watching that style of football and and it, and it was exciting and it, you know we were, we were seeing players who were attacking with verve and confidence. I think that's more important than than whoever the, the actual individuals that he feels. I, I think Terry was on onto something before. You can talk formations all day, but sometimes it's more down to the manager needs to like put his arm around someone, and cheer them up, and create a good atmosphere at the training grounds and get everyone lift everyone's spirits. Well, you know, you're you're <coughs> losing games, though. Or take, know, yeah, but, but sometimes skill, you just need it? to take it's them away or something. Some managers have. Oh, well, do you know what mm. I'm sick of? It sounds petty, but Everton put YouTube videos up all the time like behind the scenes. And they're all jumping on each other and training and Mina's carrying Bernard to a tree and they're picking apples and there's love art and everything. And like, just get some hard work in you and source out where you are. I'm, I'm sick of all that lovey-dovey stuff. Mm. Who's, 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 sorry for not knowing this, but who's your captain at the moment? It's Seamus Coleman. He's, he's the on-the-pitch captain, the club captain is Jaggy Elk at all beans. And <laughs> they don't play. Uh, well, given that he's not in good form, it's probably not the, the <coughs> ideal person to be doing it. But do you remember us last year when we, we hit a bit of a, a bit of a down patch mm. over Christmas? Yeah. And Henderson, he organised that team meeting, didn't he? Yeah. And he got them all in. There was yeah. no managers or, or coaching staff allowed. It was just the players. <coughs> yeah. And it was like a thrash out. Like, what's going yeah. on here? And he, you know... He's done that he, off his own bat. He sort of organised and said, "We need to sort ourselves out as players because it's us. It's, it's, not, a, it's, it's not the manager." Judy, you might disagree. Great, yeah. No, you, it's, you it's may disagree, but I don't think we've got anyone. No, in that no squad I don't. But do it's, it's a great shout because, and this is the other reason why I'm reluctant to criticise Silver. And, and I think you're right, Phil, talking formations and all this nonsense because it is nonsense. The players aren't playing well enough. Hmm. They're not playing well enough. Look around, Mills, and tell me, apart from possibly Zuma, and you know what? To a certain degree, Pickford. Because I don't think Pickford could have done much. 
much else on Saturday. Tell me one player who won a battle on Saturday no, consistently. If, no if, I, if, I, if I was playing midfield for Everton on Saturday, I'd have been embarrassed. Not just midfield. By the only times every area of the pitch. ran past me yeah. trying to start an attack. It's every, embarrassing. Every area of the pitch, you, you look around and whatever level of footy you played, whether you played at Sunday League or, or you played semi-pro or you, you know, if you've had a career, no one can tell me that the most important thing is not to win your battle mm. 1v1. And, mm. that, and that, that's literally football to a nutshell. If our 11 players or our 10 outfield players win their all individual battles nine times out of 10 or even 99 times out of 100, you'll win the game unless mm. you have some really bad luck. No. I can't count many games this, this season apart from the derby that we've been really, you're thinking, oh, my, that was really bad luck, that. Mm. The others, it's like, you know what? We haven't, we haven't done enough. We I haven't worked hard enough. We should have been out the game against Bournemouth. Oh, Don't I forget, listen, I, I, been I, two I completely now. agree with what you're saying, and I think our listeners do as well because I was reading some of the feedback, not so much the questions, but we had some feedback saying there was no work rate on Saturday. Mm. There wasn't even like you're talking about battles. There wasn't even like like just a guy. We won the first goal. We won yeah. the header. That cross came in, and we won it. And our midfielder lost his battle and then jogged back he trying lost, to win it. He lost his battle. He jogged back. If he was jogging, what was what was Gomez doing? Yeah. If you watch the clip back, Gomez looks like he's walking. Mm. If if Ganagay's jogging. So I think Seamus Coleman was taking a selfie with the lines, wasn't he? He was, he was that far away from play as well. Guy should have setup. That was our defensive yeah. setup. Guy should have fouled him. I mean, people said about Coleman, I think, again, you, you lose to it before. They're getting asked to play that high up the pitch. But at the same time, how is it that Digne <coughs> ends up being the last man, you know, kind of on that on that other on the, on the own goal and, Co- and Coleman? You know, so I felt so sorry for him in their own goal because he, he made the effort to try and sort <laughs> of you come in field to try and take the centre half's man and that happens. And it, and it's, one it's one of those that you'll see for ages. It's comical own goal, but he's one, a few, so play, he's one a few players as well. That, again, on the, on the balance of the last five, six, seven games, he, he's going to be up there for probably player of the year. Yeah. And, and I, I'm talking about Silver maybe putting his arms around people. Has he got it? Has he got it in him to put a rocket up them if they need it? Does he come across? <laughs> sometimes you, know you say, "Don't yet." Do you know what? He hasn't got it in him. Then. God knows. But you look, you look at you his think? face, and it mm. looks like he's going to tear someone's head off when he's mm. standing there, like you know, at, at the moment. But I don't know. Who knows? It's mm. it's very early in his tenure, and and the only thing I will say is that we looked at the last game, and it looked like these had a rocket up the backside against Bournemouth because they come out and and had a right go. Yeah, but was that off the fans or the manager? Mm, the, the, the thing is, and Phil, you know, Phil <coughs> made a point there. Sorry, he just came out in the media and basically yeah. absolutely demolished his team yeah. there and said, "I can't. Mo- they're not motivated. Mm. They're so hard to motivate." And he's roasted them mm. in the pu- and basically shamed them a little bit as professional players. You know, yeah. you can't get up for a Premier League game because you're out the title race. So maybe it is time to, to, that you, you want to see Silver do that, you know? Like maybe I, w- I wouldn't be against it. Maybe he does need to just start nailing them because he's he's, he's hinted <coughs> at it, hasn't he? With little sort of stuff saying, you know, you're playing for you. He was in the press today talking about Gomez because Gomez was unhappy at a substitution. He, he didn't want his jacket and he sat there sulking and in Liverpool, Liverpool echo today. Marco Silva's comments were, "Oh, we're going to try and get Andre back to the form that we know he can and stuff." And it's the opposite to what what <coughs> Sally was doing. It's sort of it's very much arm rounds. Yeah, players, but, but maybe it, it, with individual players, yeah, maybe he does need that. With individuals, it, it's different, isn't it? Some yeah. take it, some don't. But if you just roast the team in general, mm. then maybe. You know, you might see a reaction. I don't know. It's it, it's a it's a really difficult situation. It, it is, it. and uh, again, and I, I I agree. It's a very difficult situation, and I, I almost wish for the for the purpose of you know the efficiency of this podcast that I could just nail it and come up with a <laughs> point. But I, I'm really struggling to to come up with one completely well-rounded point that's going to tick all the boxes and, 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 and Silva could just go, I'll listen to Judy for five minutes and, and we'll nail that because <laughs> that's why I'm sitting here and not sitting in the dugout. But 
<coughs> it's um, it's going to be interesting. I, I've said in in my piece on tickets and that this next game, this game against Millwall is massive. It's massive for the club. It's massive for him. It's massive for him, absolutely, because we go out there, we've not only gone out to a championship club that we're obviously going to speak about a bit later, we've also gone out of every competition then. And, you know, yeah. we've got nothing really to, to fight for on as wise. Whereas, you know, if, if he did put a run together, it could almost be Joe Royal-esque, couldn't it? You know, when we, we were struggling in the league, but, mm. he's, but he's got us to win a cup <coughs> and suddenly... The players are like in the club step up at a level, don't they? It could be the rock. <coughs> you never know. It, it could be. I mean, we'll come on to it later. There's been some good points there, good debates and formations and and different opinions. Blues get involved on our, our social media, Twitter, across the park PC. Uh, before we move on to the Reds, the transfer window is open. It is January. Judgey, we've been active today with signs. Yannick Blasic from Aston Villa on loan for the rest of the season. <laughs> what the hell is going on? <laughs> you you said about the wages. Oh yeah, there's another hundred grand in our wage bill. There's no way the Villa were paying in at more than thirty grand. I don't think for that for the, for him. But I got does, does, does he get a go now? <coughs> is, is he? Do you ship him back out tomorrow to someone, or does he? If that'll be the preference to ship him back out if they can. I have no no doubt about that. But I don't know. I, I think asked, you know what Aston Villa website <coughs> before I was reading their fan website and, and how they were that it was Balassi who told Aston Villa that he wants to go back to Everton and try and get in the first team. Now to to say that and to leave where you are, he must be thinking that's a possibility. Well, he's been watching it and thinking I can probably do better then. I don't blame him. Or does someone give him the heads up? Do you fancy him? <coughs> Maybe I, I don't know. I, I, I'd be surprised because I think you was a fan that Silver would have made a comment about it as well, wouldn't he? If yeah. it was the case that. He's been asked to come back, or it's been alluded to him that he can he can do a job. Whether some of his teammates have said, "Listen, you can come back here. You can probably probably get back in the team." I don't know. I mean, the Anak Balassi that we know that we knew. I can't see how he's going to make any difference here. No. If anything, he's probably going to you know complicate things even more. Okay, well, moving on to, to the Reds, Gary. We'll start with you. You, you got me excited on the Saturday. You one nil down, then it was <laughs> two two. But it was another win for the Reds. Yeah, to be honest, I've been enjoying your combo more than I did our game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, especially till the 93rd minute anyway when we got the fourth. But yeah, it was it was a hard watch for me, yeah. it was especially the first half. Yeah, you know. I, th- I didn't think we started well. Um, that first half, it, there was just so much sort of football just played in front of them with no real penetration to it and yeah it was it I think I said on the on the instant match you know it, it, I, I'm being a bit harsh there saying I was a bit worried I weren't not really it wasn't, wasn't hard to watch it was just that it was like the beginning of the season where we, we weren't really at full throttle again and we were just knocking it round knocking round but this time it, it felt a bit different to me and, and I was I, I must say the first time this season I've, I've been saying to my brother in the match I'm a bit worried about this game here I'm, I can see something going wrong in, in this one like mm. It's like they started sluggish, when it? it was like they, like everyone just looked a bit half a yard slow and just yeah. not really up for it or like not motivated. I don't know what it was, but yeah. I was really disappointed with quite a few of the players uh, players' performances. I thought Firmino let us down there to, um, at the weekends. I thought he had a really poor game, and not just because things weren't coming off for him. He had no fight. He Firmino looked like he weren't interested, which is unusual for him, you know. But I'm gonna say it. That's what I saw, and it was disappointing. Um, it was a tough one with Milner playing right back. It was always going to be up against Zaha. But the team didn't do him any favours, to be fair. Um, yeah, I'll come <laughs> on to that. What is, I, got, I got a ribbon last week, didn't I, when I, when I highlighted Crystal Palace as a dangerous game. And, and, and uh, yeah, I did mention Zaha you, no, and Townsend. You, you got a ribbon because you went on about it for about 20 minutes and then <laughs> said you were going to win 3-0. So. 
Before you even go onto that, yeah. trying to give yourself plaudits of I mentioned Zaha Georgie and Townsend. Yeah. What you were, what you were given it was they've got a bit of magic and all that. Like they were going to score. There's any team was the phrase. There's any team. The likes of Zaha. The goalie scored wasn't something that you were talking about. It was. It was actually because Zaha just rinsed them, and that's what I'm saying. He's capable. He got man of the match for them, Zaha, in the media the next day. He's a top player, isn't he? You can see. He does turn it on against the top sides because he, you know, he blatantly wants a move, doesn't he? But that's the thing that you know you'd you'd call him world class if he was consistent every week, wouldn't you? Because he's got that ability Mm. to to do what he wants basically on the football pitch. But Klopp did call him world class after the game, which I thought was going a bit far. Like, but was he against Milner? Was he? Yeah, on the day, on the day, probably was, wasn't he? On the day, yeah. But um, I know I know what you mean about Firmino, Phil. There was a there was a couple of tackles where I felt like he he was half-hearted in and stuff, and the first goal results. Yeah, well, you know, he wasn't he wasn't tough enough in the tackle further up the pitch and then it broke <laughs> for Zaha and then obviously if, he, if he's facing up Milner you know and standing Milner up he's going he's gonna to leave him for dead all the time that was he? a weird goal because Firmino made the actual challenge but about six of our midfielders or players rushed to that ball and as soon as they did me, me and the lads I was watching it with P we said um, what, what are we doing there that's dangerous and then they went and broke and scored as soon, as soon as we said it was weird it was like mm. Normally we're good at knowing when to press, how to press, but we got that one wrong. I know, I know Zaha on Milner's a, a bit of a mismatch, especially as you say, when he stands up and stuff, but it was frustrating the living daylight out of me, the way they were just letting him get to that line yeah. every time. Yeah. Show him the inside. Don't mm. show him that he wants to go the line. Show him the inside. Even when we had Henderson and Fabinho standing on the inside of Milner, they were still letting him go round the outside yeah. to the line. Just why let, why let him do it when he's already scored from it? And you know that's What's what the he wants to do. Let him come inside. Yeah, let him come. You've got Henderson. When, when you've got strength inside, you've the got pitch Henderson and, and Fabinho on, on a few occasions there. Yeah, who are standing on the it's inside that, on the inside of Milner. Yeah, but you, you don't have to let Gen- him go. You can stop. You can stop someone going the line if you really want to stop. Well, them I think going that's the line. why he got two yellows. Trying to stop well, him going not, the line. Well, it's nah. not the second Both yellow was a misplaced pass that he had to stretch for, and, and he missed time the tackle because it was pace though. It was pace. Yeah, it, it isn't pace. That I know what Gary's saying, Phil. I mean, if you're a fullback with any sort of nose, I know Milner isn't a fullback, but he's a very experienced player. If he doesn't want him to go down the line, he can shape his body so that, that he doesn't that let him go down the line. Doesn't that suggest to you, though, that the managers, that was part of the ma- what the managers asked him to do? Possibly, yeah. I mean, because I, you, you, you're spot on what you're saying. Milner's an experienced pro, and not only that, he's an experienced defensive player now as well as being an attacking player, isn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah. You're not telling me that after a few times he's not thought I'm just going to show him inside here. Either way, either the one thing the Klopp won't tolerate is someone completely yeah, ignoring ignore what he's, what he's saying if he has but I don't even think Milner had that much of a bad game no, he's, he done, no. he's done a lot right in the game yeah, he, he, just, got, he, he got beat for the goal and he got he was up he, against the best yeah, player and the two on, fouls on the were fouls it was just moments yeah I mean just just getting back to the overall performance the first half we need it was their goal wasn't it we needed that we needed that kick you know because we didn't look like we were going to string any sort of attack, notable attack together. They scored. It was uh, I was I was thinking that's a terrible time to concede that late in the first half. I think we needed half time. As but well, yeah, what? once we got off, it it was night and day, weren't it? The way we started that second that, half. That's one of the positives, the and it's not the first time it's happened this season. We saw it against Arsenal where we were playing rubbish, and then when we needed to turn it on in moments, in flashes of quality, we just do, and we go through the gears. And yeah, but we we spoke about this in the uh, in the instant match. You, you don't want to rely on that all the time. No. You, you don't. Need, but looking at the positive side, yeah, it is good to it, see. One hundred percent. It's, no, it's good to see. We're hard to beat, and that we're going to be we're going to be tough to beat in this league because even on our worst days like that, even when we can see three goals, 
We've still, and even when we're not playing that good going forward, we've still got moments where we can turn on. City lacked it Bef- when they got B three. What was it, three two, by Palace? Yeah. yeah before yeah. that Arsenal game, Agnew's only conceded five goals in the league. Yeah. And you conceded six since. Yeah. Yeah. A three were in that game. We've also lost. Been injured as no, well. no, yeah. We've lost yeah. a lot of defenders <coughs> like Gomez, Lovren, Matter. You know, what I mean? Matt is, you know Trent's been out on occasion and. We have we have had a bit of a mixed match of of defenders in the last couple of months or so. Yeah. But he's not changing the defensive midfield a lot as well. He's rotating Henderson. With we, we've had we've had to in certain t- games because we've had to play Fabinho at centre half and stuff, and Milner mm. at right back in that game. We, we've had to alter, uh, alternate the, the midfield as well. But that no, I d- I don't think it's down to the, the midfield changing because you know we we've been changing that all throughout the season and it's been working really well for us. So I wouldn't uh, put it down to that. It's more so the defence having to change. I's concerns about about the, the recent leaking of goals. I mean, the results have obviously still gone your way in the main. The City one is obviously acceptable. I, d- I don't really think there's a leakage of goals. Um, obviously, the Palace game, there was three. I, I, I can't really excuse that. One came exceptionally late in the game when it looked like, I think, we thought we were home and done, you know what I mean? Yeah. 4-2, so... I, I wouldn't say we're leaking and goals. Two yeah, you, you weren't, you you weren't conceding those goals, though, even those late ones. No, but you know when, but when, when we had Joe Gomez, fit as, as Gary said, and, and you know, you, you've got Robertson, you've got Allison behind, you've got Van Dijk, and you've got Trent. It's like it, it's just a much a much stronger know, back line, isn't it? Do you know what it showed me? Do you know earlier on in the season when Keita was got dropped, and you're like, well, he's playing all right going forwards. Why is he getting dropped? And I was saying it's what he doesn't do off the ball. And that, that highlighted highlighted perfectly because we had two holding midfielders, but they had the work cut out. They were trying to cover wing backs, trying to protect Milner and all that, trying to contribute something going forward, trying to win battles I in the middle. It, I think you see Mane doing it. Yeah, it, it, on both it, sides. It, it, it is his game yeah. that was compromised. I think less, yeah. less more so than the defensive mids. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but what I mean is when when you play Akita. Like everyone's got more work to do, haven't he? Because yeah, he, he, he was getting some stick. He was getting some stick on our social he, media. He was, he was really poor. I mean, it, I wanted know. him off at half time. That's what, that's what we're talking about. What was it? That, what was it that his work rate, his passing? No, what, what was it? It was everything. everything. Yeah, it looked like he couldn't do anything. There was literally. I, I don't think you could pick a single part of his game out that of that game that was good in any way. No, he was it, just. He was. He, he was just really poor. He looked really slow. Yeah, as you said, I, a, as I mentioned it to you. I think on the instant match reaction, there was a point where he was running back, chasing. Like, you know, he, he looked like he was running in quicksand. I was like, has someone put him in slow motion? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, what's that? Why does he look so slow? And like, Do you know what? I, I thought Mane had a poor game, but I, to be fair, that's why. Yeah, because he was doing a lot of his covering Keith for Keith has made a few people yeah. he, was, he was covering for Milner and Robertson because Keith weren't getting back. I don't, know, I don't know what it is. And, you know, I've, I've sort of said that I've wanted to see him go into that midfield, but it was a really what, poor What I will say, though, really poor. I know, it doesn't, I know it's, you can't excuse the performance because you can still play decent in, when you're out of position, but that's not his position. Yeah, true. Yeah, He's not a, he's not a winger at all. He's a, he's a number eight. He's come in to play that number eight role for us. But obviously, he's, for whatever reason, he's not he's not being played there. We've changed formation with with uh, Firmino dropping back instead of playing up top and that. But I think I think especially with the way the game started, he could have easily just reverted back to Salah being out on out wide, Mane out on the mm. other side, Firmino back up top like last season, and then drop just drop Keita back in just to see if that that helped him in any way. Yeah, I. I, I, I Go on, sorry. I was going to say, I play with his technical qualities, though. And, and I know you've kind of just said that at the start then, but <coughs> particularly Keita and the games that I've watched him, giving the ball, he's comfortable on the ball, yeah. isn't he? And he, he can change gear quite quickly, you're thinking. It was like he, he should be. up for it. And, and that, that's, a, that's a concern for me with his, you know, 
in terms of his future under Klopp because one thing that Klopp does demand from all of his midfielders is, is that they, they're adaptable and they can mm. play in different positions and that I concerns me. I think, I think. mate, yeah, I, Quite possibly, it's actually. I'm quite happy with it. But <laughs> he, he sounds can, like an Everton player, actually. He, he will be able to play in different positions, but maybe it's it's a, it's a big ask to ask when he hasn't been in the team, you know, to mm. play out of position when he yeah. first comes in. You know, he's more like eight, ten, six. If he's going to be, he's yeah, wingers, not wingers, not on the wings, but it was even the simple stuff like five yard passes seemed to be beyond him. Yeah. He couldn't do it. You know, he couldn't find any range to his passing. It was like. It, it was like his radar was just completely off, and it it was like, but I don't know. Yeah, you know, he, he just had a terrible performance, and I wonder now how long he'll get taken out the team. Are we still talking about the Everton game here, or did <laughs> 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 I just fall asleep? No, you wouldn't think we'd just won. Terry, <laughs> sticking with Kaita there, you said he had a terrible game. Has he been that good all the times he's played? Well, as I say, I've advocated him going into that midfield because I thought earlier on the season when he when he played in his proper position, you the know, in, game. In, yeah, the Tottenham game being being the one for me, where even the Palace, the away, first Palace game, yeah, he Palace away, well. you know, it was his first game for Liverpool, and it. On a t- on a tough night, Palace away, a small pitch. They were up for it, and he, he acquitted himself well. And then when we played Spurs away, obviously it was at Wembley. I thought he looked great. You know, mm. he was carrying the ball, he was going past people. And you know, you're talking about he needs someone who's, who's going to carry the ball into the box or whatever yeah. as a yeah, midfielder for you. He was doing that for us, yeah. but that wasn't the same player that we saw there. You know, at the weekend, it, it, it just looked it looked like a player that hasn't been in the team or who's low on confidence Watching himself it. and stuff. The what? reason I asked that is because I was going to say, is it worrying? But obviously, it's, it's a bit of a one-off. So, well, it, it it's it's worrying because I feel like he won't be near that team for a good while now. Like I don't reckon he's going to get played. When does he get taken off in the game? <sighs> Watching it though, I could see why Liverpool will be open for like a 10. We, we had the Coutinho discussion last week, <laughs> you know, he was walked into that. Into I, that I, watched, I watched him last night and he was dreadful for was Barcelona. He, yeah? Dreadful. I haven't seen looked, any of them for Barcelona. looked completely out of sorts. Didn't look like he belonged in the Barcelona He's not team. loved there though, is he at the moment? Well, absolutely not. I mean, yeah. we talked about the... the the um, the mentality of Gomez after he'd been there for a while that he looked a lot like that yeah. just didn't look like he fitted him didn't yeah, look like the players on the left he's coming like in off mid. the left yeah yeah but he did find himself quite a lot in them little pockets because they do play quite narrow anyway don't they the fullbacks get really wide but all the attacking players quite play quite narrow through the yeah. midfield and combine but his one touch play even was dreadful really? like he, he was like misplacing him, like five yards I heard Graham Hunter saying like Barca have abandoned playing him left mid like they just they don't believe played him played there last night when they played signed him I thought what a signing he'll be for yeah. them he'll just fit into, into that system <laughs> well M- Messi starts on the sorry you know it's on a Barcelona podcast he starts on the bench last night and they, I think it was 1-1 one, one or something he come off the bench and he for the last 20 minutes and he won 3-1 <laughs> yeah. yeah. whether, whether it's well, Coutinho or whether we can take someone else out I can, I'm starting to see why we'll hunt for that type of player though. For Fikir. Someone who can go left, who can challenge Mane, you know, who's a little bit inconsistent this season. Night as well, Fikir. Did he, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Someone who's going to 10. I just think the thing with Keita, and I think we all need to dis- dis- decide on what we're calling him because we've had Keita, Keita, and <laughs> what did you Maybe, Keita tell nah, us? Just, yeah. Try Lucas Dini. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just think with him, I know what you're saying, Judge, with. Klopp demands them be playing all different positions and stuff. I think if, if he's as good as he if he's gonna be as good as he was at Leipzig for us, I don't think he needs to play another just position. Playing where he just playing play. where, where he plays. I'm just saying that generally does. No, I agree. I do agree, because yeah, Shakiri does it as well. Yeah. Shakiri's come in and played different roles. But I think if Kate is gonna be the player we think he's gonna be, 
play him where he's where he's gonna be playing and let him let him get used to playing there with the mm. players around him who are gonna be around him. Mm. That that's what I'd like to see from him. But you know, I suppose he hasn't really had. He hasn't he had a run yeah. in the team yeah. playing as the number eight. He hasn't had yeah. it. No, and I think you know it's a good point, and I don't know what it is with sort of Klopp liking this Firmino drop further back. Sort of, I, I don't. I'm not going to say I'm a big fan of it. To be honest, I'm not a big as fan. As much as I, I love Firmino, and he's definitely got the work rate and the tenacity to sort of do that job. I don't think it's necessarily the best use of him. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't get why we're so why, desperate. Why to do well, it. well, I think it's because we didn't. Salah didn't start the season well until he went into like the uh, the foothold, the number nine position. Really, I think that's more to do. Well, I think he's that, trying to get we the best said that last Salah. week, though, and I, I I disagree. I think it was well, just once he got though? a couple of goals under his belt. I don't why necessarily why is think Klopp it was doing it though. That's what I'm getting. Well, at. That's, 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 that's what I'm asking. That, no. Well, that's what I'm saying. When we played Salah there, it's, it's form changed, and we've stuck with it. Yeah, but you've lost. Well, Firmino's forms. Dropped, doesn't it? So well, yeah, like, we've, we we were saying if you yeah. at the start of the season, and the people like the, the Blues were looking at us like we were mad. But if pe- we were saying if we had to get lose one of them two, you'd be losing Salah. Yeah. Based on this season now, it'd be Firmino every, every time because mm-hmm. he's he's just not the same. Play- he hasn't been. There. By the way, I don't want to get on this uh, having a go for Firmino because I still think he's he's got a massive yeah, role to play for us. I love him. He's, he's brilliant. But just maybe not in that ten though. Yeah. Just put him back on the nine I'd, and put Salah on, on, yeah. on a wide Even right. Even when we loved him, that's what I always said that about him. Like he's, he's very specific in what he does, and, and if he's not doing specifically that, then he's, he's not. Yeah. You notice as well with Salah, he does come off the le- off the right off the quite right, a lot yeah. anyway. Even though he's playing up top, because mm-hmm. you, you think it's hard think to work out sometimes when yeah, you're watching, isn't it? You think a lot of the penalties he's won have been getting As it from that in, right yeah. hand side yeah, coming yeah. in and, yeah, yeah. and then getting brought down, or, or not so much if you're Millsy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, so why not just play if he's got, if he's going to be drifting out there anyway? Put him out there, put Firmino back up top, and then you can and create you can that play, space for Keita or, yeah, yeah. or whoever else, whoever yeah. it may be. Sh- shall we address the penalties? And obviously, there was another one in this game where. I don't know who it was. Someone touched the shoulder. He went down. Weirdly, didn't appeal. I don't think it was the the hands on the shoulders that he went down for. I think it was the the kick on his on his right ankle that he goes down for. But it's just he goes down a second or two too late. Yeah, you know, it, 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 it's a clumsy defending. I, but I, I personally think time, he's felt the hands on the shoulder. He's won penalties like that previously, and he's gone right and going down. And then, but the hands on the shoulders gone away very quickly. He's he's gone down and thought, you know what? This is a bit yeah, embarrassing. But he didn't appeal it on, and then Sacco was fever. It's like he was in, he was in two minds. Well, he was. I think it was less Sacco kicking off. Yeah, it was more Sacco sort of saying to him, you know, like naughty. Yeah, and to try and calm his Mm. own player down, you know, sort of because he was, he was. The thing is, if you're gonna try and win a pen, you can't be delayed in your reaction. So I think he's felt the touch and gone right, go. And, and then, then in his mind, he's, he's known instantly because, he, as you say, he didn't appeal. He does try and win the ball back while he's on the ground and he tries to play on, but obviously he's already done it, so rightly so. Their it's players were furious. Not, it's not bait this views, by the way, but he's got to be careful, you know. Yeah, well, he's going to we suddenly start getting that reputation, don't you? Yeah. But most of the time, he's won penalties. Like, I know, he but hasn't been not many yellow cards for diving. But like, the media and, yeah, the and media. other teams have cr- criticised him of it. Whether, you know, we've looked at it before, haven't we? There was quite a few of them, probably. The majority of the penalties were penalties, you know, the right decision. But because there's an element of doubt now, and because he's won that many penalties, people start to go, "Well, why is he winning so that, many?" And that, that's penalties? why that's why it's really frustrating for me that he's done that against Palace because I think the media thing was a bit overblown with yeah, you know yeah. the penalties that Probably he's got. Was. But now he's added fuel to that fire because he's like he's gave them what they were looking for. Do you know mm. what I mean? So <laughs> it's he, he just he, 
he didn't need he, he hasn't he achieved cool anything by appeal. doing that. Yeah, but he hasn't really achieved anything, no. has he, by that action? And now all he's done is basically he's given people ammo. stories, yeah. I feel it's a bit like a um win the league mentality. You know the way kind of cops I can I can tell that cops obviously hell bent on winning the league and he's taken no chances. His substitutions, his formations, the way we're playing, the way we're not pressing and all that. Cops like I'm not bothered about how we look or anything like that. We just need to win here. And it's a little bit of that mentality spilling over for me. It's just like we're not bothered. If you get Games labeled a bit, if you get leveled to die ever this season, <coughs> Games in the league, yeah, just do what you've got to do. What should you said there like is that. what should you said there as well is interesting because there's only so many referees in the Prem. And mm. if there's one referee who's watching a previous decision going, I shouldn't have given that. That's in his mind going into the next time you ref's using Salah. Yeah. He's boss at winning the penalties, though, you know. Because he, he, he gives <laughs> it a bit. <laughs> but winning them, though, not, not boss at diving. He's boss at getting his body between man and ball and making the defender ask a question like, oh, crap, if I don't do something now. He's boss at making them make a foul. Yeah, he is, yeah. That, yeah. That's what he's good at. He's, so, well, yeah. he's so quick with, the, with his... With the ball at his feet and he moves it so quickly. So where you Sterling scores it as well for City. Yeah, he is. But where, where the defender thinks I've, I can get that there as soon as he makes a movement, Salah's moved it and it's and you give, run the risk of giving. Yeah, I was saying away. last week when Salah gets the ball in the box, I'm thinking dribble. Yeah, I'm not absolutely. even thinking shoot or pass or not, I'm just dribble, which is which is rare, isn't it? You don't think that when someone's got the ball in the box. Mm. Well, I mean, just especially you, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking at you know the, the goals that we conceded, any any can and and we said before, wouldn't I, I'm not concerned that we're leaking goals, but is there any individual sort of errors there that you you highlight and you, you think? Um, I think f- I think Phil's got one with Fabinho, haven't you? Well, do you know what? Like, I, I don't want to be too critical, but I, I would just say it was his man who scored two of the goals. I think the corner, I think Van Dijk's occupied, and I think it was his man who scored. And when t- when Townsend scored, that was his man as well. Now. <laughs> When I saw I saw it live, obviously, and when you try and watch highlights or something to try and watch it back and analyse, they never go far enough back, do they? When when they show the goal to try and work out the origin of the mistake and stuff, but it was his man. That's all I'm saying. Mm, I think at the corner, I'd, I'd slightly disagree. I mean, if you if you watch it from the other angle, you see there, lads, and he's sort of I, I don't know whether it's is it Van Arnold. It's been blocked off. Van Arnold, and he's yeah he's standing. And sort of, he's got his arms out, and he's stopping Van Dijk and Fabinho stepping backwards because he's behind him, and he's sort of. One man be able to do that? Too big for Well, well, if if he's in the right position, though, you know what I mean. He's blocking that ability to sort of run backwards and step backwards just by being there. So well, maybe he did, but that doesn't take away from the fact that it was still his. Well, man. I was disappointed to see just Marnie just standing at the back post, yeah, sort of like has, yeah. switched off, watching it as if like I've got no responsibilities in this corner, and then mm. you know he's spared at the as back, as though just waiting to breathe. Yeah, as if like Fabinho and fans like are going to sort this, and I don't have to do nothing. And he's on his heels. He doesn't make yeah. any attempt to do anything. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but it's hard because you know they play that sort of zonal thing, don't they? And maybe Marnie's in his zone, and he thinks, well, it's not in my zone, and it, it's it's that weird little mm. sort of. I'll be surprised if other teams don't watch over and over and over again how Palace have been successful in, in occupying Van Dijk because that's the key there. Mm. If you look at the, the only time before that game you've been unsettled from set pieces, it was the last time that Van Dijk, well, the last time when he didn't play against Chelsea and you played them at home and they put about four or five set pieces in and they looked like they were going to score every time the ball went in the box. Mm. But if, if you can keep Van Dijk out the way completely or... Mm. You know, isolate him or occupy him as the word Terry's that's probably the best word to use. I think you've got a good chance of, of, of you know, because you look at who else is going to dominate in the air. Yeah, but, but that's, I, I, I've, said this, I've said this to Phil before, 
I actually thought Allison was a little bit disappointing for me. I didn't think he sort of looked dominant on the corners, whereas normally if Van Dyke doesn't, Allison's good at collecting it and stuff. You know what I mean? Or he'll get his hand to it. Or I, I don't know. I just I, I didn't I didn't feel like even though he didn't necessarily make any terrible errors or not, and I just didn't feel like he had that sort of game where you know you, you're thinking that like he our goalie's really really solid there, and he, you know he's you know what though sometimes that is when the bra- if you're a goalie and your back four's been broken up. You yeah, I'm saying you lose confidence. You just lose that certainty of what's going to happen mm-hmm. next mm-hmm. because you you expect a certain player to do something in a certain way. And when you've got different players playing in their positions, it it must it does change their yeah. decision making. And I, I don't know what like I've, I've sort of looked at the goals and thought he isn't directly a fault for anything, but someone I, I just thought because he done a bit better there. Don't like it. I don't know. It was just like a little thing that I I sort of noticed, but I don't know whether anyone like else. I, I haven't reviewed I, I did, it, but it I didn't, didn't come to me. No, no, I I didn't see the goals and think Allison's at fault mm. there. Something stuck in my mind actually from when um, you first signed Allison. There was a few Italian. I'll have to try and find the the quotes. Uh, like, um, it's, 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 well, basically, Italian journalist said that they felt he burnt out towards the end of the season at Roma last year, where he, he looked like he was. Whether he was as half an eye on the move or whatever, it looked as though he was kind of occupied from, I think it was March through to the end of the season, where there was a lot more mistakes creeping in, whether he would just become tired. Because he's th- and what one of them said was they feel as though it's because he's so active on the ball that he's almost doing twice the job that a normal keeper does because he's got to be concentrating when they haven't got the ball. But because he's so active when he's got the ball, it's almost like he's doing twice the work mentally. Yeah. I mean, the keepers. well, he, he definitely concentrates for, for the full game which yeah, has been a problem with some of our other keepers because you know he's been called on late in games and, and, and he's That's been tough alert though, to it. Yeah, it yeah, is and, and saved those points by doing yeah, so exactly, yeah. yeah so it could you know maybe it is just a little bit of a mental tiredness thing and we've got a big break now so you yeah. know you, yeah and i think that. i think these two games that we've that was well we've had the one now and then less the next two massive games for us with with the way City fared against them mm. two games back to back City hadn't he lost both games so to come through that one now alright we've conceded three goals and it, and you know they did get at us a bit but we've come through it and got to Man, three points the two same I was just thinking well, that yeah, in yeah the same order I know so I think this Leicester game now it, obviously we'll we're, we're preview that next week more, more so but I think it's a, it, that's another big game come through that with three points and, and maybe put a solid performance in again and, and I think it'll do us good Gary, yeah. Gary before you do move on to obviously the, the social media you've said you're going to preview the Leicester game next week um, I was speaking to one of my mates in work today Lee he's a big red he'd be made up I said his name on the show um, he basically said to me that he feels there's a bit of a, a mentality now of, of us being Liverpool against them he, he likened it to when Man United won the league the rest of the league hated it when Chelsea won the league, the rest of the league hated it. When City and Arsenal won the league, everyone appreciated it. Now, he's saying he feels you're more in the United and Chelsea category where the rest of the league are hating it. Do you feel it's a bit of a us against them at uh, the minute? I think... At the whole country and not... I think if you, look at, if you look at Twitter, absolutely. Hmm. You know, every, everyone... It, yeah, no, no, this, but I'm going to go on to... I seen a, I think it was the BBC put a, um, a thing out, that, like basically a questionnaire thing saying... Oh. A poll, sorry, yeah. Uh, for for basically for fans of other clubs to leave the name, uh, leave the team, the name, and are you happy for Liverpool to win the league or are you not? And they wanted to basically try to find out is this a myth that everyone's against us or isn't it? And reading through a lot of the comments, it was pretty fifty-fifty on that. There was a lot of uh, a lot of Good lower user comment. Really? There was a lot of lower <laughs> league, yeah. 
There was no, a lot of lower league teams fans who yeah. were saying they'd be more than happy. They like watching Liverpool because the way they, the football they play and stuff mm. like that, and you know they, they love to see the goals and all that. Yeah. Um, a few, a few. Uh, Premier League team fans were also saying like a similar thing your Huddersfields and, and stuff like that but then you'd had probably a lot of the top 10 of the Premier League fans a lot of them were, were against us he preferred it he told me he, he wanted to be like that he doesn't want a Huddersfield fan or a, or a Stoke fan wanting Liverpool to win the league he wants to rub it in their faces and win the league just, I, just for use I, I get no sense of that at all Millsy to be honest whenever I speak to people if they're not, as, as Gary's saying there, if they don't support Man U or Tottenham or freaking someone like that, then they like love football and teams. Like, mm. who, who do you want to see the league if Liverpool don't win it? Like, well, there, was a, there was a West Ham I website think, who, who was tweeting a video of, of Salah's <laughs> dives the other week, saying retrospe- retrospective actions needed, a West think, Ham fan site. I think, yeah, but th- I think with West Ham, no, look, and I've got to be careful here because we, we are sometimes in this category, there's, a, there's an element of envy where they're always the, the, the bridesmaids, aren't they, West mm. Ham? They never quite win anything, do you know what I mean? And, but that that's always been the case with them going back going back for years. But I think what I was gonna say, Phil, is that I think with um with, with the other supporters, it's also a fact, uh, particularly for the teams but below the top ten, there's an element of wanting the monopoly to be broken up as well. Mm-hmm. There's been years of City now and, mm-hmm. and United and, yep. and maybe Chelsea to add another team into the mix just makes the whole. You always want to see that. Yeah, yeah, it makes the whole. It gives the league a bit more. It gives the you know the country a bit more credibility. You say, well, actually, there's four or five teams who can win our league, not just the one and two. So, yeah. if I wasn't an Evertonian, and, and I absolutely am, <laughs> and I absolutely hate you. Um, well, God, yeah, can't can't we want them to win it. According that, to you, that, that was absolutely <laughs> nonsense. He, he was just doing that to wind us up. It worked. It worked. Millsy messaged me. <laughs> I was yeah. messaging Klopp's secretary. Yeah. Where is he? Millsy messaged me. I'd, I hate that he said that. I'd rather him come out and say Everton hates us, he said. He I'd, rather, I'd rather him come out and say Everton are awful. He's definitely, he's definitely baiting there. He's looking for a Mills and he caught one. <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> okay, shall we move on to our social media yeah. section then? Right, we'll start with the boy question. This one's Gem via the website. Um... He or she says, uh, "Could Everton do worse than giving Calvert Lewin a run in the team up front?" No, you've got <laughs> you've got to change it now. Touched on touched on it before. Sorry, you've got to change it. Our, our main man, our main signing, our record signing, is looking lost up there now. He's playing with his back to goal. He's getting bullied. He doesn't know how to bully back. He's lost his goal scoring touch. You've got to put him back in his natural position and play a striker. Completely agree. It, I think the prerogative it got to be to get the best out of our best player. And there's not a shadow of a doubt for me that he is our best player. The reason being that not only through ability, but when he was playing as well as he when he was playing at his best, we were playing mm. well. Now that he has struggled or, or he's gone through a patch of form that that he hasn't been playing so well, it's affecting the rest of the team. And and you know we spoke about the confidence. I'm not going to go right the way through it again. But to have someone up there who's just going to take that responsibility of doing the dirty work, getting his body in between the centre back, centre back and the ball. Allowing things to bounce off him because the thing with Richarlison, because he's not a forward and he hasn't got that, he, he's physical. Don't get me wrong, but but he's not used to having his back to goal and, and doing that type of thing. Mm. He's not even the ball's not even bouncing off. He's just not hitting him. He hasn't got that, you know, kind of uh, positional intelligence as a and a, a centre forwards would have. And we've spoke about Calvert Lewin. I don't think he's the long term answer. I don't think he's a goal scorer. But what he is is a target man. And he can be there, to, you know, for players to hit, and he'll chase things in the channel. He'll, you know, win throw-ins in their half of the pitch. Mm. Which Allison, I wouldn't say he's lazy. He, he just becomes disinterested. We spoke about Allison then of being, 
concentrating for 90 minutes of the game, which Alisson doesn't do that because he's used to being on the wing and used to being able to switch off for five-minute periods when the ball doesn't come his way. It's absolutely fine when you're a winger. And I think most wingers who've played at the top level would admit that, that you can actually switch off for periods as long as you keep moving in line with the game. So, no, I, I think it's a good point. I think... You know, if Cheng Tosson has had any minutes on the pitch in the last six weeks, I'd be saying, well, maybe he should have a run on the team. But Calvert-Lewin has come in and scored the odd goal, but we know what we're going to get from him. I think the other players know what we're going to get from him as well. Yeah. If you are looking to get the ball forwards early, he's someone who will, will make it stick. Yep. Okay, unanimous answer from the Blues. Um, next question is from Steve via Twitter. I deliberately didn't touch on Henderson during that game because I knew we had this question coming up. Um, as you always do. <laughs> <laughs> but he said... Uh, do you think Henderson will get less of a hard time if he if he wasn't the captain? Um, he played really well against Palace, except for his hospital ball that got Milner sent off. But does a lot of the stick that comes Henderson way come Henderson's way come from the fact that uh, he's captain? Um, I don't I think it helps. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think it helps because he's played even when he's been in bad form because I think he is the captain. Um, so there's times where I wouldn't have had him in the team because I don't think he was in good form or where he just came back from injury, but he's gone straight back in because he is the captain. So I think Gary's got it right there. It, you know, it, it it doesn't help. I think more the Henderson thing is he he's just a very marmite player, isn't he? Like some people like him and some people don't. And then he's he's now that sort of centre midfield figurehead for Liverpool that Gerrard used to be. And I think there's just always that sort of... You know, that comparison, which That's is, what is I was very unfair. Say. Very it, unfair. Yeah, I was going to go to that. He's the first captain since Gerard. Yeah. He took over from Gerard. It's, it's more that for me than yeah. the fact he's captain. <clears throat> and it's it's never going to help anyone, is it? You look at you look over at United, the, their, their next manager and next couple of managers were never, ever going to make it work after Ferguson left because because oh. of how big of a character yeah. and how, big, how much he was loved, how much he'd won and all that. The thing with Gerard, he, he was probably... He, well, he was the most loved player at, at Liverpool when he left, wasn't he? And, yeah. You know, coming in and taking over the captaincy from him, it's it's never going to help anyone. And I think, I, I, I do think a, a lot of the criticism of Henson's been unfair over the years because I think he has been a, he has been a good player for us, and I think he'll continue to be a good player for us. But I'm I'm still sticking to what I've I've said lately, and I do think we've moved on. Although we did have a great game there, I do think we are we are gonna slowly but surely move on from Henderson being our first first. I think he's played well in uh, really well in the last five out of six games, to be honest. Yeah. And I thought he was more than good against against Palace. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. He was. He, he he it was a really really good performance against Palace. Don't get me wrong. Um, and I just don't think that they're the games where you're actually questioning him ever. You know, it isn't them. And you're saying the last five or six games at Newcastle, you know what I mean? Palace, Brighton. Arsenal. He came on against Arsenal, mate, second half. He, we were already winning that game, so it's a different question. He came on to sort of add a bit of solidity to the midfield. He didn't. Yeah, he wasn't involved in getting us into the lead in the first half. So it, 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 okay. he's came in and, and done a job there. But in the games he started... I'm just talking about form I'm, now, Terry. Yeah, well, I'm against them teams, they're not the games that you're going to question them because... Do you know, know the, forgive you know me. I, I think a lot of them teams aren't. They haven't got them sort of really adventurous midfields or the really technical midfields. It was the City game. You see him in the City game. He was awful. 
And that was a, a, a top midfield. You see him in the PSG it, away game. I've said it, it before, Napoli. Yeah. They're the top midfield and they're the ones that I think he struggles in. So when I'm, I'm who, who do you want to see playing them games and why? Well, I've said it, haven't I? I've said that at, at the moment. I'd quite like to see Wijnaldum We've as done this topic to have, so have you seen them play good against City? And but they haven't had the chance because he's always reverted. That's to why that. we're saying we want to see it. And Wijnaldum, they, they've what played. he reverts to doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah, but we've seen Fabinho come on against City, mate, and change the game second half. So, yeah. And, and Wijnaldum had a good game against City as well. So Gary, just a follow up question there. You've just said that you can see you slowly moving away from Henderson. How does Jordan Henderson leave Liverpool? Is he, is he sold as the captain or is no. he slowly no, I pushed think away he'll on the bench I'll, more yeah, and more? Yeah, I think it's more so that. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's the right way to do it. I think it'd be wrong to just bomb him and sell him, you know what I mean? I mean, you've got a big bid in the summer or something from an well, up-and-coming team. Don't get me wrong if, 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 if a massive bid comes in, which everyone, I don't think we'll everyone's get. Everyone's got a price. Everyone's got a price, yeah. But, you know, we've said it on this podcast before, everyone here respects what Henderson is capable of and what he is as a captain. I think he's a model professional. He's a, you know, he's a great leader in terms of what he does around the club and, and he, he's always it's going to be perfect to have him in the dressing room for a long time you know as long as he wants mm. to sort of play but I think I he's think key to a title challenge as well myself yeah, yeah I, I, you know there's there's definitely room for Henderson in our team and squad in our I squad sh- yeah it, it's just not for me I'm just, I'm just curious there. Does he leave when someone bids for him, or does he get the hippie? Well, he might, the hippie at the he, top he with might. the mosaic, and that does he it get depends, all that? It depends what he thinks. You know, it's mm. a lot of it comes down to him as a player as well. If he thinks I've got another contract somewhere in me, you know, where then he might he might want to go. To be honest, I, I think Cop's more on my page than he is on your page, though. So yeah, there I is a future. For now. I think what Mills he was getting at is what's his legacy. So that was that you know, no, you know is it, is how, it like, how does he leave? Is he a hero? Is does he, he just go just to Tottenham for thirty five million, million or does he get the big send? We win the league. I was just gonna say, I'll tell yeah, you. Every one of them. I'll tell you at the end of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I, I think you're right that at the moment Klopp is more thinking along your way than, than maybe what I'm saying. But I did, I don't think he did in the summer when he signed an entire new midfield. You know, we signed Fabinho, who everyone thought he's the defensive mid. We signed Keita, who everyone thought he's the number eight, and we Tried went for Fakir, who was a 10. So he was looking to replace his entire midfield. You know what I mean? So Or strengthen. So it, it hasn't quite worked out, because Fabinho took a long while to bed in, and we've had to adapt Wijnaldum the formation played to get out him of in. Skin. Wijnaldum's played out of his skin. Milner has as well, to be fair. And then Keita's sort of taking time to get going. So I think mm. now Klopp is back on that. Well, you know, he's one of my main men, Henderson, and that's fine. But at, in the summer... He, he tried to sign in a complete new midfield because I think he's seen that last season in you know especially the final and obviously I don't disagree up against the likes of Modric and all that but it only happens once a year so it's like well it's a, it, it doesn't when you're playing the Champions League and you get into the later stages because as I said Napoli PSG City you know what I mean they're all top midfields and we smashed them in the, in the Champions League not this season we didn't meet Napoli and PSG I meant last season when we won let's well, not City. get bogged down again we, okay let's go. move on let's move on quickly Right, <laughs> second Everton question. This one, uh, Bert and Paul said the same kinds of things. Um, what did the Blues make of the home atmosphere of late? Um, can Everton do anything about it? Should the fans be letting the, um, lifting the players or vice versa? Um, there's a lot of questions in there, but <coughs> I, I, I spoke to Millsy briefly off air about this question because it was he was a little bit confused as to what they meant. But I think what I what what the listeners are getting at is that. Particularly in the last few home games and, and in the first 20, 25 minutes, it, it literally, you, you can hear your conversations almost. And I remember in the last game, I think Neil actually shouted something. Neil's obviously quite loud <laughs> the rest of the times, but Neil shouted something, not even in his loudest voice. And, and like Pickford like looked up 
and was like <laughs> literally really? looked right at him. So it, it's it, it's been it's been deadly quiet the last few games and. Nikola Vlasic, I think one of the um, listeners referred to Nikola Vlasic's comments that the players actually fear the Goodison crowds at times when the, when things aren't going the way and it, it's quite intimidating to to play there even as a home player. How does that make you feel? Yeah, well, I, I'm not. I don't represent forty thousand people. Obviously, I can't say that I'm the I'm the person who's making it feel intimidated. But um, no, no but it, just that like your players feel like that. I think it's more a reflection of of their their level of confidence and belief in their own ability than anything else. If if you, mm. if you want me to be honest, I think if you're getting paid that amount of money and if if you're if there's eleven of you who are all carrying a responsibility, it's not just one person, is it? I think I think you should be going well professionally. I want to go out and show them, not show them. It's about showing your own fans, but I'm going to show them that that I'm working as hard as I can. And you know what? I think Millsy will back this up and. Any Evertonian will back this up. If the uh, the players show the application and work rate that's expected of them off the ball, and they look as though they're trying to make things happen, I don't think there's much. Like, look at the Bournemouth game. I think what sparked a little bit of a roar from the crowds was Bernard going into the back of one of their the players and, and chasing and fighting for the ball. I think if the players show that level of aggression off the ball and that you know work rate and willingness to win. Then I think that the crowd will, will, will accept misplaced passes and they'll accept, you know, again, maybe the players not being at the best on the ball. But I think the first question is what can Everton do about it? I think above above all else, the Silver's got to send the players out. Yous were getting at it before. Can he put his arm around them? He's got to send them out like like animals going, and f- you know, fighting for the ball and... and I don't know how he means that. Does he mean like a singing section or something? The club <laughs> is that what he means? I, 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 d- I don't know. No, I, I, I don't think he. I don't think he means that. I think he means the players or the okay. club. What can Silver? What can the, you know? If he means the club, then I, I remember you know um, Hassan Hoodle's first game in charge at Southampton. The club um, donated two free drinks to every season ticket holder who was eligible before the game. Yeah. Imagine that. Everyone's <laughs> up for it. it. Exactly. Everyone's well, up for it. Now it was just like a bit of an incentive to listen. We always won because things haven't been great here recently. Now I think that's a little bit of a stretch from our board because our board have done quite a lot to in recent months and in, in, in the last year to try and move the club forwards. But things like that get the fans on side and think, you know, well, yeah, maybe they are right. And I've heard Silver say a few times and the players say a few times in the press. Look, the the crowd's really important. So Sigurdsson says it last week when he got interviewed by Sky. It's great when the fans are behind us. There's a little subtle hints, but. We haven't seen that. It's not. It's not. Um, it's not being reciprocated by the players. You're not mm-hmm. seeing that same level of commitment and application yeah. from them. And I think until that happens, and that's certainly first half at Bournemouth, Saturday for pretty much all the game, there wasn't. They weren't fighting. So I, I think the fans getting out the seats and being overly aggressive and and going over the top and making an intimidating atmosphere isn't going to happen unless the the players actually match that. No, I mean, I don't disagree with what Georgie said at all. Um, I think the club do do um, quite a bit in relation to the junior fan base. There's the family enclosure section now, it, I mean, it, it doesn't serve, serve alcohol. The, the ticket prices are, are brilliant for the juniors. There's now a fan zone outside the ground that wasn't there three or four years ago. Um, they, they handed out clappers to the junior fans mm. for the um, Bournemouth game. And, mm. you know, annoying as it is, it's a seven-year-old next year and behind you. But it, it's brilliant. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, they, are, they do do things. Could they do more for adults, i.e. a singing section? I don't know. Man United are doing it, but I think it's their fans who've, who've done that, yeah, isn't but it? I, I think it's club. a bit gimmicky, isn't it, a singing yeah, it? section? I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's Goodison's always been yeah. an intimidating place to go as an away team. Yeah. 
it's just why is it now at the moment well, an intimidating just, place for your own players I, to play? I, I was just going to get on that. I think the frustration now with a lot of the fan base and probably me included more than Judgey. Judgey's a lot more level-headed than me, as your listeners probably probably gather, and definitely more level-headed than Neil. <laughs> um, I think there's a lot more frustration with the fan base now. Now that's born out of a lot of time without the trophy, but it's also born out of now we're seeing an owner with the ambition. And he's backing each manager that he gets, mm. and he's saying, "I'm sorting the grounds, I'm sorting the sponsors, I'm going to bring money in, no I'm going to put you there." And it's not getting right on the pitch. And mm. when you've got a player on the pitch of Cuco Martinez ability, you can't trap a ball. When you've got someone like Tom Davis, who's an indifferent player, and he's not the best player, but he's being played in advanced roles where he can't hurt teams. You've got a team with no striker in it. The atmosphere is going to get on top. Can I just ask? You know, you've mentioned McCarthy a couple a couple of times. Yeah. Is there not a place for him to come in just to add a bit of bite I and think, snappy yeah, tackles so, yeah, and I just sort so. of get the crowd sort of... Yeah, I think, think we, we had that question yeah. a few on. weeks ago, didn't we? Spot on, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't asked in that context. It was like, has he got a future? And our, our immediate answer was yes. Mm. In the short term, he should have a future because that's what we're missing. We're missing someone to go and put the foot in. And, and you know what? Even to play 60 minutes, be just on the verge of getting sent off and then getting stuck off to a standing ovation... To allow the other players to, to go and, and, and yeah, to see it. that that's yeah. the reaction you get off this crowd yeah. if you if you prepare to exactly like, that's, a, that's that a goes good, back to the, the, the reaction before that me and Judge had with, with the game on Saturday we haven't we're lacking that character we're lacking that leader you refer to Terry who's your captain well you, you didn't even know our captain was that's who our captain is you don't even know who it is <laughs> yeah well it's Jack Elker isn't it but no, he's not you, playing asked, so no I'm not talking that in a disrespectful no, way I mean yeah, you're yeah. asking me because it's not apparent who our who our leader is mm, we yeah. haven't got leaders yeah no and you know maybe that. Something there, like no, it's a great shout. I suppose if that's something Everton can do, send some lunatic on the pitch who's going to kick people. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm available, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Marco, I'll, I'll, I'll leave my number on the website. <laughs> <laughs> but on, yeah, okay. yeah, it's a again, yeah, I think there's a, there are a few answers. It's, it's a good question. I think it's relevant because mm. the atmosphere hasn't been that intimidating atmosphere that we've seen in years gone by. and Millsy's probably nails it there. That there's there's a lot of frustration, you know, knocking about. And I suppose if, if you're going to be frustrated, I think people, I think, and it's better to be frustrated in silence than stands up just shouting and mm. and whatever. But yeah. again, something something does need to change. We, we need to we need to make make good us in that that difficult it's place. The old chicken and the egg, isn't it? Who, who kicks it off? Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, John via the website, question for the Reds. Do the lads think our defensive fix is solely down to Van Dyke uh, and Allison, or have all defenders improved? Well, I, d- I don't think it is solely just down to Van Dyke and Allison, to be honest. I, I think Andy Robertson's a major part of the improvement in that defence, a massive, massive part of it. Um, but obviously, be you're as a player of Van Dyke's ability and you're as a goalkeeper of Allison's ability, you're going to improve any defence, aren't you? Yeah. And no, Van Dyke definitely has enhanced players around him. Yeah. Like you, you know, Lovren, Matip, Gomez look better even, players. Even sheer organisational skills. Yeah, that that immediately improves your defence because you've got everyone singing from the same hymn sheet. Then, yeah, he's a talker, than, isn't he? Yeah, rather than Lovren and Matip playing together, who don't know who's who's the leader out of them two, and then one selling on one thing, and then Lovren going and does his own thing. And yeah, but I'm just trying to think. When can't think back now. Who come first, Robertson or Van Dyke? Robertson was Robertson, there in the summer, Robertson but he wasn't. He, he, he didn't, didn't, really didn't play. start playing until around oh, November. Oh yeah, that was it. Yeah, he played. It was it, night and day. We your stag too, Gary, and um, he played, and and we thought. I remember you used to raving over him. Oh, yeah. He has a brilliant game, yeah. and I was like, he's gonna, was he's gonna be our left back. Middlesbrough at home, was I, it? I don't know what game he got it was. Taken back out and then game, didn't he? got taken back out the team because yeah, Moreno, that, yeah. Moreno yeah. had one boss pre-season game. 
Do you remember he played played that immense PC game? And um, and Marina went back on the team and I couldn't understand it because I I remember saying, like, from from that performance alone, he looks more capable than Marino. But he didn't come back into into the team until the November and then we obviously signed Van Dijk in the January. So it wasn't a massive gap, even though Robertson, Mm. you know, sort of joined the club in the summer. Yeah. Um, But he came into the team... A month or two. It did before. flip when Van Dijk joined those, didn't it? it Absolutely. Like total the, the stats show it though, don't they as well? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it, I think it might it might be down to Van Dijk and Allison coming in because oh, yeah. because it as you said before, he Im- he's improved the others around him. I know Robertson again has, has had that impact as well because you, you see whenever whenever anyone comes to Anfield now, the all doesn't matter who it the is, they side. always play on that uh, right side, yeah, yeah, because they're never getting anything out of the other side. But you know. It's not the first time, and it won't be the first time that, particularly when it comes to the fences, you've got a big commands and leader who's also got physical attributes that they completely transform the players around them. I think. Yeah. It, to it be fair, when when we signed Robertson, the chat was he wasn't great in defence, but he was brilliant getting forward. He's been tidy in defence, and I'm sure but Van Dijk that, had a that's big That's another example, though, because he plays for Hull. With yeah. all due respect, and mm. he was probably playing with well, substandard. But yeah. yeah, but sub, he was playing for sub mm. with substandard defenders, mm. and you know. If you if you're a, if you're a wire player and you're getting into positions to cross the ball, you do look decent going forwards, and you get in positions to go one v one. Now defensively, if you've got attackers coming against you and you haven't got no cover, or you've got players who aren't covering you effectively, if you are going to look weak as a defender, so particularly when you're a fullback, I think that'll always be the case when mm. you play for weaker sides that you look mm. decent going forwards, or you look like you've got the potential to be a good defender. But you maybe it doesn't isn't reflected because yeah. your team are always leaking goals or crosses are always coming from your side. You know it's. Yeah. I, oh, I, I, I don't want to take end away from Robertson because he's, he's on for like player of the season maybe he's up there but um, I, I did say last week as well I would like to see how much better how much highly we would think of Trent if, if Van Dijk was on his side I bet it would make a world of difference to his defensive positioning yeah that, you know and there's not you can't criticise you know last week I think it was last week or the week before and we were talking about Trent Wayne on the on the podcast and it wasn't a criticism. He, he he's being quality at right back, so it, it's it's slightly unfair to say that. You know, like sort of would he have been better with Van Dijk there next to him? I, I don't think that's necessarily I think the case. Was, I think it was rel- it was in relation to people targeting Trent, wasn't it? But it was more people targeting yeah. that side of the pitch. Yeah, yeah, where, that's where Van fair, Dijk yeah. isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's all we. But it stood up well, didn't it? When Joe Gomez was there, I'd just much rather have Joe Gomez there on that side, even though he's young and Trent are young. That's mm. looked a lot better. Yeah. Than Lovren or Matip on that yeah, side. That's exactly. pace in it again. Well, it's pace, yeah, because Gomez has got that pace to cover Trent, you know, if needs be, and and vice versa and stuff. So, I, obviously, Trent would look better with Van Dijk next to him, but he still looks fine, fine yeah. with Gomez. It's just obviously when Lovren's there, and you know, I know Mills. He thinks that we're his biggest fan, but we're not. Yeah. But and Matip for me, I know, I know he's improved a little bit from when he first came. Listen, I've liked what I've seen every time he started. Nah, I'm, I'm still not convinced. Me, I, I still think I've, I've still got their memories that you've got. Like, but I don't think you can grumble at what you've seen this year. Yeah, he you? hasn't been, he hasn't been terrible since he's came back from injury. But I still look at him and think, for the height of him and stuff, he doesn't seem to like. Not a ball winner. He's he? not he a never ball winner. He just ball. never edges. And then. Whenever when he's he trying to it pass just it, bounces off his head. When he passes it, it Michael Keane. Well, it looks like he's got. I don't know, like sort of weird clown boots on or something. His, his passion's <laughs> weird. Again, are we talking about Michael Keane? His proper man. He was doing to Michael Keane's shoulder defenders. So awkward. And like, yeah, looks so he's got to get misplaced. Less, less, all right, he'll get the ball there, but it looks so awkward and there's like no zip on it, no pace on it. 
Do you know what I mean? It's, I don't know, it just finds him a bit an odd player matter. I'm just like, he's got all the attributes you think physically and stuff to be a, 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 an imposing defender, but mm. he's just not for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he's doing a job listen, for now. Listen, there's no conclusive answer, th- answer to that question. To summarise, we think saying that's maybe doing a little bit of a disservice to Robertson, yeah. but obviously it's made one hell of a difference. Yeah, so absolutely. Yeah. We'll conclude with that. So, final Everton question then. We, to be honest, we were kind of almost inundated <laughs> with this shout, to be fair. Tony, John, Brian, Mike, um, all via the website, all saying the same kinds of things. Tons on Twitter as well. Yeah. Um, we all feel, they all feel on current form, Silva is not the man for the job. Um, apparent, you know, an apparent lack of effort and fight, um, poor defending and a lack of goals. So there's quite a few people now starting to say Silver out. So do the Blues uh, advocate that shout? On, on the points you've just made then, lack of effort, I can see that in recent weeks. I don't think it's been, I say, I say that. I could see that in the first half against Bournemouth, but then there was a reaction. Poor defending, yeah, but I can I can kind of see see why in the sense that we've had a keeper who seems to have, have lost his confidence. We've had a, a change in back line, not just in personnel but also in formation, and we haven't got a striker. So yeah, I can I can see all those points and they're all valid ones. I think we we chewed this one to death at mm. the start of the show in terms of what we could do or what Silver could do. Um, my question always in this situation is, who would you bring in? What could they do differently? And quite then a lot of shouts. Quite yeah, there is. Benitez, Mourinho. Yeah. Well, come on, get real. Why is Mourinho coming coming to them? No, but this for, stage forget we'll anyone else. Mills, based on them, silver out. No, I'll give him. I'll give him more time. No, I'd, I'd, I'll give him more time. But you know what? What I'll add to that? I'll give him more time to change things, to not yeah. go with this same old, this 4-3-3, they like to call it, which is basically a 4-2-3-1, which have played under the last four managers. Even Allardyce played that. Yes, he played it in, a, in a, a different style, a different set. It was more defensive, but it's the same formation. I've seen that formation at Goodison all the time. The number 10 chasing their goalkeeper, who kicks it to their right back, who then chases their right back. We then get it and we pass it sideways for 10 minutes. That's got to change. If he can't change that and we stay lingering in 8th and ninth for the next two seasons, then yeah, he might have to go. Two seasons, yeah. Again, probably like um, Pepper and everyone's going to read the Siggers. What have you wrote an article, yeah? But no, I said in that as well that he does need three windows. We've said that from the word go. Not least because he needs to... Have not just his own plays, but Brands' own plays. You keep saying he hasn't got the players to change things. So no, he hasn't. You be you. You know, you be. If you didn't give him them windows, then no, that's what I mean. I I don't believe. Contradicting yourself. No, I don't believe whatsoever that now is the time to. to Is it is it a concern for for you two specifically? Not not the wider fan base, but just you two specifically. That when he managed Hull, he couldn't. Stave off relegation with them, and now obviously we know Hull are a limited look at the position. I know, no, position no, yeah, no, 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 let, just let me finish. But then also, he had that good run with Wofford, but then when he hit that sort of down spell after you got linked with him, mm. he couldn't snap that either because mm. I think no, it was eight games where he lost it. His, re- his reaction to beating Burnley on Boxing Day, some of the ma- mainstream press reports on it, it was like he knew he had to get a win over that mm. Christmas period because what you're saying there is what a lot of media outlets were saying. They were saying he can have a certain start with the team. And it always dies off. And when Tottenham done a 6-2, when you done us, when Newcastle and Watford took points off us, he was desperate for that win over mm. Christmas. But what then it's tailed off again since. I, I think he's doomed because of what you're saying there because Everton are definitely in a transitional period. And mm. in that transitional period, there's going to be bad patches of form. Now, with a manager who's got a little bit of success behind him, 
He doesn't have to be a superstar, Judge. He doesn't have to be a Mourinho to say, I've, I've done this in the past. Mm. He can say to the fans, look, all right, it's transitional. I know what I'm doing. I've done this, this and that in my career. Stick mm. with me. You're already saying it now. Look mm. at what he's done in his career. And it's like you're highlighting the negative. So the fans are going to say, who's this? What's he done? Like, where's, why should why should we believe that things are going to turn I don't think we're out? the only club or the only fan base who do that. The no, question, I'm not the saying the that The question's on us. So the highlights on, on the Blues answering the question. Like I've said, he's got to have a certain amount of more. He's got to have more time. We can't just say, look, you've got eight points in, in ten which one of our listeners rightly pointed out is relegation form. You've got to then say, okay, before then, it, it wasn't that. I, I haven't got the numbers to hand, but we were in a good run of form leading into Christmas before we went to Anfield and got the usual poison chalice. <laughs> but we were on a good run of form, weren't we? So you can't just look at this period as, you know, zoom in. And if you look at the whole season, we did have a, a bit of an indifferent start. Then we got through a, a tough September. Then October, November to December, we played good football. And me and Judge and, and Neil and the guys who helped us on the Insta Match Reaction were saying a lot of different things to what we're saying now. He's got to be able to now take this patch and change something within what he's doing to not only get us out of it, but to move the club, move the team forward there's, again. There's no question for me that it's a massive test of him uh, as a coach and, and, and his ability to be here long term because mm. there's no manager that doesn't go through really bad patches, particularly early in his tenure. I mean, look at... And I'm not comparing it, it's, it's naive to compare them. But look at Ferguson there, he got sacked by United mm-hmm. early on in his spell. And, and it, was a, it was a point in United's history where they were desperate, they needed someone, the United fans were coming frustrated because he had manager after manager, Ron Atkinson had just failed, who, who again, they were expecting to be the, the, the next big thing. It, it, he's a young manager, like <coughs> Ferguson was, like other managers. Howard Kendall, position. Howard Kendall, exactly. Joe Royal nearly got sacked, but he ends up the FA Cup run, mm. carries him through, which is why I think the FA Cup run is crucial to us, because it's something that all of our fans are craving. It's something that the board know. Marcel Brands has mentioned it. Sylvan's mentions it. The club are desperate for the trophy. The, the players who've been there for a, a sustained period of time will know that as well. A big win this weekend will not only do the world a good to Silva, the world goes to the players, the fans will start to go, well, hold on, we're three, three games away from a final and, and potentially a trophy, and which is what we're all craving. Yeah, change That'll buy him some time. Mm. It'll buy him some time. It'll buy, it'll, you know, potentially get us some, some of the players some confidence back. But no, I think that you, from between me and Millsy, I'd like to think that the answer to that unanimously is, is, is you know, we want silver and we want, we want to give him time and we want the players to just start standing up and to be counted. But like Mills, he said, I think I agree with him as well, that he needs to help them to some degree, whether it's as Terry's suggesting from a motivational perspective or whether it's as Mills, he's suggesting to just shake it up a little bit with the way that we, are not the style, but the way that we're approaching games. Specific games, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Emily, final question. Emily via the website. Um, concerned about the defence at Liverpool. If Fabinho was injured... Um, are the lads worried about who will play right back? You know, with Milner being suspended as well, and Trent arguably injured. Um, I, there I was think Trent's meant to be back. Yeah, isn't he? there was there was rumours he may have been back for Palace, yeah. and then you know we've with another Ele- I think with eleven day layoff yeah. now, so there's a chance that he could be back, which would make all of this a, a moot point. Mm. If he isn't back, then and and Fabinho's hamstring tweak is you know enough to keep him out of the next game, then I think we have got serious issues yeah. there. Do you go Camacho? I, I think, think so. I think you maybe have to, wouldn't you? Who else? What's who else, who else do you play there? Henderson. Yeah, you'd probably look yeah. at Henderson as the other one, but I but wouldn't what, like what to see it. Midfield? Did Firmino end up there? The yeah, Firmino <laughs> there, yeah. Yeah, yeah when Milner Before went Camacho off, yeah. came on, yeah. Um, uh, even if you put Henderson there, if Fabinho's out and Milner's banned, what's your midfield? Because Wijnaldum's carried enough as well, hasn't he? 
Why not hold him? Yeah, I think he was a late fitness test for, for Palace as well. So I think I think we could actually look at Trent and Wijnaldum both being back. But mm. I mean, yeah, it, as what, I say, to be honest, what what is a bit not so much worrying because we have got a lot out at the moment. But you look at our sub our bench from from the Palace game: Mignolet, Camacho, Moreno, Lalana, Origi, Sturridge, Shakiri. Now that's like that's like two seasons ago bench for me. That yeah, but it's it. That's it. That is definitely a function of injuries because I know there's been times this well, season where I've gone. Looking I was at just going to say. There. I was you know, just going to say. Start of the season, you were looking at it was Keita, Fabinho, Anderson, um, Shakiri. You know, you know, you mm. you were looking at you were looking at a, a decent bench where you think you've got something to come on off the bench there. Mm. I know it is a lot down to injury, but it shows how how small our squad actually is, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Because you look at City when they they were missing what Silver, De Bruyne, company, Fernandino, a, a good few for a good few games this season, and their bench you were still looking at thinking they've still got yeah, game changes. You know what? There. As Alana uh, come on, I was watching the match of Army Peter as I said before, and I was saying to him because he, he really loves Alana, and I was saying to him. Terry's not a fan of Alana because he said <laughs> Terry says he slows things down. And P pointed out there, he said, you know, that's what we that's need. What we need that's what we needed in the Palace game. <laughs> he was ideal yeah. for that. Yeah, no, and we said that and when he came on. Yeah. And like one of the lads was saying, Oh, here he comes, you know, doing yeah. it, doing his pirouettes and stuff. And yeah. but we said that in the stands and we were like what you need yeah, that's what mean. we need at the moment, just someone to just put a foot on things and, you know, just sort of steady, you know, mm. not gonna do anything dramatic on the ball or nothing, but um but no, look, it's it, it's a season, isn't it? These are the problems you encounter in the season. Everyone gets injuries. It's how you cope with them. And uh, yet we need we touch up. If we get a touch of luck, we won't have. To, it won't be an issue, will it? As yeah. you say, Ho- how many hopefully days? we've got. A, there was eleven days from the Palace game to the Leicester game, so hopefully we've um, we've got a we we've, we do have some back. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm just thinking about Camacho. Um, he, he didn't he, when he played the other day. Where bad was he? Oh, but he's, you know he's he got caught out of position a couple of times, and his his, his passing maybe a li- was a little bit off a couple of times. But I think if he used to come in in the Leicester game, you're gonna he's gonna be well drilled. He's gonna be defensive. He's not. I don't think he'd be told to go forward and stuff like that. Mm. I think he'll be a defender more than he is, a, is a, where, wing, a wing back. This is where someone like Henderson's priceless because he won't look after that lad at right back. Well, I think you'd find Mane would be in front of him as well. Who'd certainly be looking after him? Yeah. They wouldn't play Salah that side. What, you reckon they'd switch? Well, Salah would be maybe yeah. in well, the line. You wouldn't play Shaqiri in front of a Camacho, would you? No. That would be I, very yeah, concerning. It's an interesting one. I mean, what about th- what about Hoover who came, who came in there? I know he's only 16, but he, to be honest, the thing is, Camacho isn't a, isn't a right-back, is he? You know, he plays more advanced right for, the, for, the, for, the young, for the youth side, so he isn't necessarily a right-back either, and Hoover looked very assured and accomplished, so could he play that right-back role? I don't know. Is he? It, is Hoover? I know he played centre half for us. Is that his position in the, in the youth teams? No, he plays right back. Oh, does he? So yeah, right he back. is. So w- would you not? Would you not look at him there at right back rather than come after eighteen? He plays right back. I know back. it's one of them. If you're good enough, you're old enough. But I just wouldn't like to see a sixteen-year-old kid against Vardy. Yeah, but I mean, what, what old Camacho? He's, he's, he's an ally, Vardy. How old Camacho? He's a, got, got a bit more about him though, and he's a bit bigger and stronger, and mm. he looks more of an athlete than yeah, Hoover. Yeah. I mean, to put it into perspective, Hoover was literally brought in. To potentially play in the 18s. I mean, the under 18s, the lads who were in the 18s now were my age group when I'm at Liverpool and I spoke to a few of them and, and they were like, Yeah, he's a good player. This this good lad. This was in the summer that I'll be honest, I didn't take note of his name. Like, yeah, this lad's coming, he plays it right back. He's decent, good defender. He was keeping a couple of them out the team, you see. But to none of them were, were in a million years imagining he was going to be 
even playing in the twenty threes. Never mind, you know the first. But well, he got promoted to the first team after what? What was it? Been eighteen months as it or twelve months? Maybe. No, not even that. Has not even been that no. six months. Yeah, six months. Yeah, yeah. I d- I d- I'm just asking the question because I get obviously you're completely right. You know, a sixteen-year-old kid against one of the most seasoned sorts of strikers who's been who's been around. You know, like he's been in lower leagues, he's been yeah. in the Premier League. He's, I, I, I take the point, but. I'm just wondering, is it is it better to play someone who's slightly younger but familiar with the position, or is it better to play someone who's a bit more athletic? For me, I'd go with the the athleticism and more more st- uh, he's stronger. Come on, he's got sp- he'll have experience behind him to yeah. make up for that position. And Camacho mm. was playing in the preseason. I know that counts for nothing, but he was playing right back. If that if that counts for anything, like he wasn't playing right mid in preseason. Yeah, I'm I'm just asking more. You know, I'm, I'm not mm. saying I'm definitely advocating Hoover to come in there, like. Mm. Um, well, hopefully, as we hopefully said, it's hopefully we've got yeah, Trent's, Trent's back, back and yeah. Wijnaldum's back in the middle as well. And Fabinho. Hopefully, that's just, that's just a little minor tweak. Yeah, they still haven't actually said anything. No. Not Fabinho, have they? No. Not that I've seen yet, anyway. Yeah. Right, so that concludes the social media section, then. And we haven't got much to preview, have no, we, this red, week? Red, you can go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> FA Cup time. Yeah. <laughs> You'll no, be able to go home after this round. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, me, me Judgey and Neil sit silent when the Champions League previews are, are being done, so it's mine and Judgey's turn. We touched upon there, Judge. It's a, it's a very dangerous game, not only for for Everton but for Marco Silva, isn't it? Yeah, and and you're looking at, you're looking at also the the, the kind of antichrist of the type of team that Silva's not going to want to play against at the moment, mm. and it's a team that are direct. They're going to be in your face. Neil Harris, as the new den rocking, and mm. as it always does when Everton when if Everton comes to yeah, town, yeah. they all don't like us. A lot of history there, isn't exactly, it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But you know, looking at the home records alone since since October, the last nine games they've had their own. They've won six, drew two, lost two, mm. and that's a team that are you know nineteenth in the league. So they're not ex- exactly high flying, but home is where they take the points. They got a good result last week. They, they drew with Middlesbrough, yeah. um, but we, we spoke off air. They had a couple of lone players, and I, I forgot the names, but they're both cup tied. The new lone players were apparently joint men of the match, so they're both cup tied. I promise it. Yeah. I can't I mean, believe I'm, I'm taking you know things like that. We're going to Millwall away, and I'm clinging on to. But yeah, in fairness, though, I think the two the two lone players again, without watching the whole game back, it seems as though they made a particular difference to their away hmm. setup. Do you know hmm. what I mean? I don't think it's gonna. They need to change much at home. You know, looking at the results and certainly looking at watching a few of the clips of the way they played. Again, they're very direct. They look to try and get set pieces in the final third. They got a lad, Jake Cooper, who plays centre back, who's got five this season and. I w- I've seen a couple of his goals and he'll be a massive threat in the air and and that, that's something that worries me Lee Gregory's and the lads who they've had up there for a while who, who if you get crosses in the box you'll get on the end of things it's going to be a big test for us it's, it's our soft underbelly and they're, they're going to put yeah. a big man up front and, and they're going to launch it and the crowds are going to be up for it BBC One are smelling blood we're live on on BBC yeah. One at half five it, it's going to be I think the first 15-20 minutes Unpleasant, you know, even though we're yeah. the Premier League team you've got to get nil-nil yeah, in I mean, 20 minutes to be honest the, the, again I know I mentioned I've mentioned Burnley a couple of times on, on, on the, the episode tonight but the, they are similar to a Burnley in the sense that they'll play more than likely a four-four-two, or they'll certainly play and, and go direct and get crosses into the box. It was probably Yeri Mina's best game for us against Burnley mm. away, and obviously he got on the end. He scores one as well. 
you know, it's, you know, it's possibly set up for Mina. It, it, it's a physical mm. battle, and it's not going to be too many times that he's going to be be given the ball to, to be sort of with time on the ball to build our attacks because they're going to be pressing and they're going to be on him. So maybe he needs a Mina. Probably set up for a back three or a back five though as well. Just to withstand those crosses and those yeah. long throws, and at every time they get a chance, it's going to be in our box, isn't it's it? It's set up for three centre backs because mm. that's that's what they're going to be doing. They're going to be putting the ball centrally into the danger area and. You know, Michael Keane, that was his game for Burnley, wasn't it? To yeah. just be in the area. You know, we, we we laugh a lot about his inability to win balls in the air, but that's predominantly when it's a, a big lump goal kick down the middle and he misjudges it. Predominantly, if, it, if it's set up from a corner or a free kick, he's a little bit better, isn't he, and mm. able to, to defend. I think him, Zuma and Mina, I'd be a lot more comfortable with against, against the Millwall. I think it's, if it wasn't the fact that he hasn't played it would be a game where you'd think a McCarthy would thrive on, an FA Cup tie, you yeah. know. Not just this game, it's, it's baffled me how he didn't even get minutes over Christmas with yeah. that, that congestion of games. And in just the, need FA some the, the last round of the FA Cup as well. Yeah, he was on the bench and I was yeah. like, I seen him on the pitch, I felt like shaking his hands, I can not see him make for 20, four, four or yeah. five years, you know what I mean? It was, it was <laughs> crazy. I, I, I'd play McCarthy on Saturday, he's obviously not going to because he's not had any sort no. of minutes, but talking about McCarthy, the midfield. Do we make changes? Does Tom Davis come in? Because Gomez and Garner are out. You know of form. what? This is Davis's level. I think there's any doubt about that. The, the championship at the moment is Davis's level. I think he, he, he'll. He, he's never had a problem running around with the work rate and getting amongst things. It's just been that extra half a yard that that he's been off and you know his inability to play at the very top level. I think that this. The championship level and the frenetic pace that this game will play, that will probably suit Davis. Mm. What happens more? if you do change the midfield and they have a great game, you win 5-0 in the midfield have ran the show? What I'm happens? I'm going to steal a word out of Teddy's vocabulary, levels. You've <laughs> got to be able to say, look, that was Millwall away. You've got to be able to. At, at the same time, if Tom Davis comes in and he's, he's a 10, then, then he shouldn't lose the share. But if he comes in and he's a 7, then you know it, it's got it's got to go back to what your preferred players are. Could, can I can I just you're mentioning there that maybe it is his level. Mm. You know, is that necessarily what you want to see though, or do you not want to put out a proper Premier League team well, and basically smash them? I, I'm, given com- that I'm completely to torn here because Gomez is out of form. Garner has been linked away, and he's looking a little bit out of form. Maybe he's looking at the exit door and going. Yeah, he's got half an eye on me. Yeah, it's the first time. But just before I forget, it's the first time I can remember ever. That I thought Ghana might get sent off on Saturday, yeah. and that for me made me think: Has he got half an eye on the door? Is he is he a little bit frustrated that Everton haven't paved the way for him to move? Mm. I don't know, but he, he certainly looked distracted on Saturday, mm. and that's not what you need when this is the only thing really we've got to cling to. And a, you need a, a, a brave, out there. a brave formation would be to maybe play Bernard and Sigurdsson in front of a Ghana or a Gomez, mm. or maybe just put Tom Davis in for Andre Gomez. I mean, I, I don't know how he's going to play it. I've yeah. been I've been hyping on all, all podcast about he needs to change the system. Mm. I think he's definitely got to change the system for Saturday because Millwall yeah. will be licking their lips watching that game back at Southampton because Southampton outworked us. They pressed us. We didn't press back. They mm. hit it. They put it in the box any any time they could. Not Second just balls. not just in the air, but they were putting it in channels. And Shane Long came on. And look like Jamie Vardy. Yeah, we we need players who are going to fight for them second balls. And mm. and you look around at that midfield, and there's not a lot of them about at the moment. And mm. and, and if the, you know, certainly the two we mentioned there, Guy and Gomez, look either la- you know either distant or you know completely absent. Yeah. But that is guys bread and butter though normally, isn't it? It it is, yeah. but but he's been heavily. I mean, it's even heavily linked. It's almost been nailed on that he's going to leave in this oh, window right. to go to PSG. So. 
Is it, is it Le Quip? Is it the Le Quip or something? Le Quip, Le Quip. Who are quite, Keep, yeah. quite in the know with things like that, and they're basically saying that it's is it too shell? He's, he's been in touch with yeah. guys' agents already, and guys basically putting pressure on the club now to say, come on. And but and at the same time, he's, he's 29, he's going to be 30. If, if you do get a big... You get a chance to play a PSG exactly. you know, Champions no, League. No one's blaming Mainstay at the moment, aren't they? No no since those rumours have came about, which is what, first week in January, yeah. he, he's looked like, yeah, right he's just looked like, I don't want to be here. Yeah, Which is a shame because he's been the opposite of that, hasn't he, for two and a half, for, for two and a half years? He's the only thing you knew you're always going to get from him is consistently being a menace and winning first ball and second ball and... He's been he, he's been second in them battles as well, which yeah. which is not like him. I think the first time I've ever said guy was at fault for a goal was when I spoke to you on Saturday after, after yeah. the Southampton game. He was just jogging back and mm. like I said before, we'd won the first ball, so it's it's a moot point. But he has looked out of sorts. So at the, at the same time, though, he's still our best on paper defensive midfielder. Yeah, it, it, there is only McCarthy in that squad that I think could do half the job that he does, and I'm saying half the job because I've been vocal to the other Evertonians saying if we lose him, I can't think of even a player in the Premier League or a player that we could afford to sign mm. to, to replace him. So that concerns me. Does, does Luckman stay in for you? It depends what formation we, we line up in. Um, I, I still think he showed enough more fight than most players on the pitch he, he remained to the last whistle chasing yeah. things and was getting about things again another player that when you're playing lower league opposition thrives because his, his ability 1v1 is good against even the, the better players yeah. against the weaker players he tends to just make them look silly mm-hmm. so yeah I'd like to see him in the team um, and we're starting to think who gives way I think it might, not, it might not be the worst game to start with Charleston on the bench because I just mm. I just think that lack of desire he's had in the last few games and his disinterest, we can't carry a player early in the game against them. I think if you come on after an hour and it was explained by Silver, look, you know, your quality will just take these apart in the last 20 minutes or last half an hour, it might work. I'd be tempted to, to drop to drop Charleston until... Well, you said in your article, your blog, you're done for the website, and you, you've repeated it here tonight, but three games from Wembley, yeah. if you beat them, um, it's it's a massive chance. Results. It's a massive chance. Yeah. I mean, we, we spoke at length about Marco Silva. Forget Silva. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dying for the trip out at Wembley. Yeah, I think we all are, and, and I think that should be the message for all Evertonians. Satie and, and, and going forwards is forget about the manager, forget about the play. You know, let, let's do what we can to, to, to help to help the team. Do you is, know what is, I mean? is, is it Arsenal and Man United as well? So a big team are going out. There's a few. There's a few. All, there's, there's, I think there's four, three or four all Premier League ties. So there's yeah. there's, a, there's a few Premier League teams who will go out. Well, not it, not to mention any of the potential giant killings. So. Mm. Am I wrong in thinking the last round you just played a really weak team and you were fuming about it? Lincoln. Lincoln? No, no, we, we, we you put no. a weak team out. No, no, we, we, no, we brought Adam Luckman back in. Leighton Baines came in for Dina. Um, we, we dropped, Maybe Mike, we dropped Michael Keane. It was the Mina first played, time we played Mina and Zuma. And Stecklenburg. No, Stecklenburg didn't play. Oh, he didn't? No, yeah. played. It was, yeah. was Mina and Zuma and I'd never want to see that partnership again. Oh, yeah, we've seen it twice and, and it's, it's like a chuckle brothers, isn't it? It's like me and Neil on the podcast when Judy's <laughs> not here. <laughs> Where's the third man here? <laughs> no, Judy, we don't do predictions, but I'll ask you, are you confident of, of, of beating them on Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I am. Slight yeah. hesitation there. I know, I know, because it, really I shouldn't be. There's, there's no reason, particularly... In the last couple of games, because as I say, for me, we, we should have got beat by Bournemouth. I don't think we deserve to win. And and obviously the Southampton game, we, we were we were second best. So there's no reason for me to really be confident. But I, I've talked myself into these comparisons with 95, where 
we had a team of play like players who, who were capable of better and the manager was under loads of pressure and everyone was doubting him but we just kept plodding on in the cup and we looked like a completely different side so it's massive it's, it's, be- it's become our biggest game of the season yeah the fourth round in January against Millwall. Now, if you'd have said that to me in, in August, I'd say, well, you know, at least we're in the fourth round because it's, <laughs> it's not like us to usually get past the third round. But it's become now that the league is gone. Yeah. And I, I don't mean the league is in the league. I mean our aims for the league, which was to, to put pressure on the top six and yeah. at least look like where we were when Koeman mm. had his first season where now spend some money and push. That's gone. We're, yeah. we're beyond that now. It's quite tight in there, but it's gone. Yeah. Like we're not good enough to finish there. So this game's massive. I agree with you, Judgey. I'm, I'm confident of winning. On Saturday, but I'm sure we'll be here next week. Oh, <laughs> I'm not the, sure the, we'll the, be the, the Reds will be here half four next week. I'm not sure we'll waiting we'll for us. We'll have nothing to speak about if we go. Anyway, no, no games to review. Well, it'll be a quick review. Oh, right, boys. Just to quote Alan Partridge, that was some top-notch banter tonight. Yeah, <laughs> enjoyed that. Thanks for listening, guys. Just a big shout-out to our, our friends over at Dough Pizza for sorting us out again tonight. Judge, you, you never let us down with those orders. What was it, buffalo chicken tonight? And yeah, the, we, oh, we, was that hot sauce one? Inconsistent. Yeah. It was buffalo, yeah, but they put a, put some extra buffalo sauce. Didn't my they? my eyebrows are bleeding. Yeah, yeah, it, was yeah, well. yeah, it was nice. Yeah, no, big big shout out. We do appreciate it. Find them on Just Eat or on the internet, deliverpool.co.uk. And I hope you've noticed on our social media, we're plugging, plugging a lot of articles now on our website. Um, Judgey's done a couple of blogs. We've referred to Judgey being an, an A licensed UEFA coach, so... He goes in depth on on some topics such as the Gilfie Sigurdsson conundrum. That's got a lot of good feedback. With big thanks to Alan Myers as well for allowing us to quote him for an exclusive article on on Nick Barmby's uh, departure from from across the park, if you will, from from blue to red. And Terry Gaddy, Phil, you're working on some red articles, aren't you? Yeah, there's a few of them ready to come out. Yeah. They've got nothing to do this week. Just waiting for Everton to be by Millwall. That's the article next week. The red article. I know, guys. Thanks for listening. If your blues going down to Millwall, stay safe. Reds, enjoy Wood Street. <laughs> <laughs>